Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. And there's nothing wrong with your set. That bright light that you see, it is not an eclipse. It is just Tony Bruno's noggin. I'm Stuart Scott. That's Don't better. diss the dome, man. I'm Don't sorry. let me hurt you, Stuart. No, it's just jealousy because Ebony Magazine even said last year, bald men are sexier. No so. question about hey. it. Mark. <laughs> Are we on the air? Yeah. I like it when the girls stop by in the summer. Hey, you in the back with those French braids. What's your name? You better ask somebody. Uh, Albuquerque? I'm sorry. Go! Drums, please! Here it is, a groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony. Here is Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. It's time for the show. And do not attempt to change the channel. In the summertime, where the it's not the heat, it's the stupidity that gets you all the time. Hello there. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast on a very hot, and it's not just hot here, it's hot It's global warming. The Antarctic ice, ice uh, caps are breaking off. Hopefully they come over this way and cool things down a little Damn, bit. Damn, I know. Did you see that? That one of the biggest icebergs is now cracked? Al Gore went nuts today. I sent him a million dollars. Just go away. Go fix it. Go get Leonardo DiCaprio's yacht. Tie a rope around that iceberg and pull it back. Well, Leo didn't really do too well with icebergs, Tony, so I can understand why oh. they probably caused oh. a concern there. That's a good one. One of my least favorite movies of all time, Titanic. Titanic. Awful. Oh, oh, God. It was so horrible I mean, acting, horrible no, everything. Yes, it was. The, th- the only problem I had with Titanic is they couldn't make a movie about the disaster, so they made a love story about the, one of the greatest disasters in history. No, oh. I mean, I'm like, the premise I thought was actually fine, but there were so many holes in it for, the, and the biggest one. The biggest hole was the plot. No. Before it hit the iceberg, wasn't it? Exactly. No, hole. seriously, the, the biggest. The hole didn't even have the biggest hole in that story. The biggest hole of all 
was Kim that, Kardashian? No, oh, that, she, sorry, that they both could have fit on that stupid little floaty thing. All the bitch had to do was scoot over. Jack lives. Seriously. I mean... Exactly. There was so more than enough room. That's Miss Robin. She uh, hates all. Mo- Actually, she likes a lot of bad movies that I won't even watch. Luigi's here, and Anthony Gargano will be here momentarily. He's forgotten. You know, oh, he, he grew up here, but he's forgotten the parking situation. No, he didn't forget. He knows the parking. He's down there all the time. Well, he's having a hard time there finding parking. There were two spots on the street for the last hour. I know. If he'd gotten here on time for dinner, he would not have had a problem. We're paying him a lot of money to show up on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. paying, we're paying him twice, double what we pay Luigi. Exactly. It's an outrage is what that is. We're paying him with wine. That's what we do on this show. We kicked that box yet? Just about. Just about. <laughs> we're doing a box of wine tonight. In, in, in a celebration of Amazon Prime Day of what's in exactly. the box. Yep, yep, we're drinking yep. box Amazon wine. Amazon Prime, baby, or as Robin calls it, every day. Every day. Yeah. Exactly. She doesn't wait for Amazon Prime Day. It's like waiting for Valentine's Day or waiting for Christmas or waiting I for I have not birthday. had a package arrive in a long time. What's I know, I wrong, I think Robin Tony? may have done something that's not that's, humanly possible. Can, can I say, is that what she said right there? <laughs> Robin did not order anything that I know of on Amazon Prime Day. That's pretty good right there. Yeah, that's pretty Hi-oh! good. Exactly. I did not even realize what I was saying. Oh, what's in the box? Wine's in the box. And before you start ripping us, because we are wine, in fact, the wine cellar is almost ready. Yes, it is, Tony. In fact, we have to go, we're going to go, we're in the dining room, not in the living room. We've been doing the show in the dining room. No, no, we're we're not hanging out with Sonny Hill. No. Sonny has the living room, that's his. But we're going to go in the wine cellar in a couple of weeks. We'll be taking the show downstairs to the cooler and soon to be completely refixed, finished. I'm putting the molding up. We're down to the absolute finishing touches. Miss Robin took an entire couch apart. I did. Staple by staple. I have inch d- by inch. And I documented the brick entire thing brick. and posted it. So if you go onto our Facebook pages, you can see what happened. So this is what happens when your parents get you a fantastic wine cellar housewarming gift. And in South Philly, if it's a piece of furniture, you don't get to bring it through the front door. Oh, no, no, no. We took it through the window. You bring it through the, the window. Part. We had to take the window out because it's 36 and inches. And I take full responsibility because I measured and made sure, because I knew it wasn't going to fit through the door. I measured the window, making sure it was going to fit, but never in a million years did I think that I would have to measure the staircase. Tony, I'm just waiting for you to give me the okay for this. I For what? I, Give her one of those. But you can't do that because I fixed it. (laughs) You fixed it. You have any idea? I did. I fixed it. So our staircase was even narrow. Like, I figured that with all the open spaces and the, like, you could, you know on on Friends, that famous scene where he keeps saying, pivot, pivot, pivot. No, no. Friends was the end of of sitcoms. Once Friends came on the air, I... I proceeded to stop ever watching any sitcom that came afterwards. Will there Grace, is a Will very famous a gif and meme that gets played all the time where the guys in Friends are trying to bring a sofa up the staircase. They're all dweebs. They around. couldn't bring a sofa yes, in if it fit. But, but what, what happens is that they, well, they're trying well. to go around the corner and one of them, like, they keep yelling, pivot, pivot. So that's what I thought we could do. I thought that we could, like, stick one part down and then we could pivot and then get the thin part down and then pivot again. And we tried again. And Luigi was here last Friday oh, getting ready to go God. to the Phillies game. So Robin says, oh, let's take the sofa down. And I said, I don't know if it's going to fit. Let's not. So we try to get it down. Luigi breaks his wrist. I spent my wrist backwards. Ben is wrist backwards. My right hand, we too, which this, is my... We wrecked this couch, ripped the leather. We try to ram it down there, and it wouldn't go down. We take it up. 
Luigi then can't find his ID. I can't find my work so ID. So then he's I like going go crazy. So he drives to the, for the Navy Yard near the Phillies game. And then he, he says, I can't get to work. I don't have my ID. It's Friday. So then we find it after he leaves. I jump on the scooter with his ID. This is the greatest thing ever. 50 miles an hour down Broad Street, all the way to the Navy Yard, south at the end of South Broad near That's the right. sports complex. I get Luigi, to, and he jumps on the back of the scooter I and rode, rides bitch. I rode bitch yep. on a scooter to Citizens Bank if Park. If I could only have gotten that on video. How about, how about the chicks? It's an pull, outrage. How about the chicks that pulled up next to us, Tone? What'd I, I say? It's the only way to Uber right exactly here, Exactly right. That's Those it. chicks wanted a ride. That's right. We went nuts they to butts, but it, it worked. They, it worked. Wanted, they wanted action on the scooter, and so did I. <laughs> but I had to come back. Tony pulled me right to the left field gate, too. It was beautiful, man. I think exactly. action on the scooter would be a little awkward. No, it wouldn't. Have you tried it? No. Actually, it's one of the few locations. Get out! Get out! <laughs> I think it would be awkward. Tony, we got, uh, believe it or not, we actually have phone lines already lighting up. All the up. phone lines are lit up at 717. We have tons and tons and tons of people that have been joining us What's the us phone already. number again? 717-363. 363-TONY. Okay, I always get the middle part, the 363. 717-363-TONY or 717-363-8669 if you're uh, numerically challenged like I am. We got baseball. We got the NBA. Luigi and I may argue NBA tonight. Possibly. Then again, we may not. No, it's, it's, we're, we're feeling kind of good today, Tony. And we have the all-star break in baseball has come and gone, and the Phillies are 29-58 and 58 <laughs> at this juncture. 87 games in. So we're past the actual halfway point of the season. 81 games. We're six games past yep. the midway point officially. 75 games left to go. And we like to keep tabs of this stuff. For the Phillies to win 73 games, which was the number in Las Vegas preseason, right? 73 and a half, I believe, Go was for it. totals. And everybody went over except Robin, who said 69. But she says 69 all the time because that's her favorite number. Exactly. But whose number? Who is it? Hey. Well, Luigi went what, 80, 81? I went optimistic this year. I went 81 and 81. So I'll put him at 500. And what did Joe Corrado go? Same thing, 81 and 81. Because Joe and I had that bet last year. I think st- I went 80 or 79, something like we that. Had, we had a bet for straight cash last year, which I lost. I took the under, and the team overachieved. This year, they blow, and I lose. I, 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 I could have cashed easily this year. Where, where were they at again? They're at uh, they're 29. 29 wins, 58 losses, 87 games They're abysmal. In. There are 75 games left in the season. For them to win 73 games, they would have to go 44 and 31 the second half of the season. They might not even make 69. <laughs> no. <You're> 68 <laughs> now, you won. You know what I'm saying? You think this team Damn. that won 29 out of 87 games is going to win 44 no. out of 73 Hell games? No. Holy criminy. Now, the one good criminy, thing. Criminy, is that a word? Yes, now, it as is. you can see, I'm wearing my, I've had this shirt for a couple of years now. It's not a trust the process shirt. You have right? to stand, yeah. up, stand up just a little bit, Tony, so it that says, they can see you. There you go. I am pissed off. Exactly. <laughs> there it's you the go. Phillies logo and pissed. And I've been wearing this for a couple of years. I'm not pissed. Everybody, they got rid of everybody and wanted everybody gone. They got rid of Cole Hamels. They got rid of Ryan Howard. They got rid of Chase Utley. They got rid of everybody, right? Jimmy Rollins gone. Jimmy everybody. Rollins are all gone. They hung on too long. They tried to keep it going, and it didn't work. Well, they kept the core together. They brought in all the pitching. Exactly. And it just blew up, man. And so now they got a bunch of guys who are not very good, but they've got a ton of guys in the minor leagues. And so while we talk about teams... You know, like the Sixers and all these young teams that have players oh, I about hear to the come door. in. At least Go the cuss. Phillies are loaded in the farm system. And you'll see these guys coming up in, in August, right. if not sooner. Ladies and gentlemen, he is here now. Did he find a place to park? <laughs> Did he lose? Who did they say Christian Pardo? He walked. He walked. Walk from where? 
Oh, you did? You walked from Dockside. No, you didn't. You walked all the way from Dockside. I'm all because I didn't realize we actually go live. Listen. We're doing live. I'm Potts. Right, Uncle Tony? I'll say a phrase that only maybe us three will understand, but who's he malad? You know, that's what that is. CCC. Exactly what that is. CCC. Did you really walk? Yes. You didn't take Uber? No, I like to watch beautiful. Beautiful. It's 100 degrees out. The humidity is like a thousand percent. I'm sweating sitting here thinking about you walking. It is warm. You look fantastic. (laughs) I do. I look just like oh you. I didn't shave. You look awesome. Oh, we got a wine for you. We got some cold water. Oh, this is beautiful. Now, what's Christian Cardo? Who is that? He's an up-and-coming fighter from South Philadelphia. Okay. How do I not know really this guy? Really good kid. This kid is Father Frankie. He's a great man. And the, the kid is he got Italian? talent. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> he's terrific. He's unbeaten. Is he, he, just is he a lower the weight Tropic- class? Not a heavyweight, yeah, he's a right? Flyweight. He just fought at the Tropicana... This past Friday, terrific. Knockout, one by a knockout. Great kid. Oh, good. We we'll like to promote. You know, right, that's what we're We had about. Eddie Alvarez on the show last year before he was getting ready to fight McGregor, yep. remember? And Eddie Alvarez, a great kid from Port Richmond, Fishtown area, we, Northeast Philly. We were rooting for him. Everybody was, was rooting for him. No, I know. It's a so, shame. It was, it was a bummer. I'll but, say one thing. But he, you always represented, Tony. Well, it's, this is who I am. You know, where yes. are we? Yeah. Where are we here? We are. This is so awesome. First of all, we are on in Tony's living room. Tony and Robbins. No, dining room. Now, Tony Hill has the living room. Yeah, right. That's right. This is the, literally the dining room. I got a glass here. of wine. We're off Pashunk Avenue in the heart of South Philadelphia. Can you get any more South Philly than this? No, you can't. No, I got to tell people. Bobby Rydell would die. The people are getting because Rydell. I posted. Bobby, well, first Rydell. of all, let me say this is epic because. For wh- however this happened, I don't know. You guys have never been on the air together, ever. Not even a pop, I not know. even a commercial, you know why? nothing. Let me explain why. Because when I, when, in 2000, when I moved to Los Angeles to start Fox Sports Radio, Anthony was, was just starting to blow up in Philly, right? Yeah, actually, he was still in New York, and I just said I was getting ready to work for the Inquirer. At that point, so I so, didn't, so I, didn't radio. Get, I didn't get to see him or, or talk to him when he was doing local radio. So I was there eleven years while he, his career was ascending in radio from writing. Right, because you were still you were a legit journalist at that time. Yes, right? I was well, actually, not a yeah. legit journalist anymore. <laughs> no, I'm I done. used to be a legit journalist too. Back, I got all these awards. I I'm s- gonna put them up in my basement and say, look, I actually won journalism awards back in the day and sports awards and documentary awards. And everybody's going, who gives a shit? Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to. You, I did. I, I always respected you, not only as an incredible talk show host, engaging, just organically funny, but and for people, to me, if, to be as funny as you are, you have to be smart. You have to be intelligent because that's the root humor. The root of humor, true humor, is intelligence. And you've always exhibited that. Well, I thank mean, you. I don't know where I got it, but I was my mom. a big fan. No, I, I, you know, again, you don't understand. Like, growing up, I was a big fan of yours. Throughout your, we were actually at Fox Sports Radio at the same time. I was working weekends while you were doing your daily show. And always had great admiration for you. Well, thanks, Jim. You know, and obviously, Anthony's a, another guy. Anthony L. Gargano, Anthony J. Bruno. I know. And then Luigi, what's your middle initial? Carmine Curto. Luigi C. Curto. Carmine? Yep. Now, Carmine. Who's, now, is that grandfather? Who's Carmine? That's in my the father. Fa- Your father's name is? I didn't Strong know that. Me. Yep. Seriously, God like. Knew. It's a great name. Yep. Carmine? There has Carmine. to be Absolutely. mafia in, in. Why? Familia somewhere or another. No yes, thing. it is. No. But the mafia's not even in Sicily anymore. My, my second point. <laughs> <I got thrown> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> 
So not only is this the first time that you guys are ever on the air together, but no, ever. we've known each other though. So yeah, we run you guys into have known each other, known each other and you became friends. Yeah, but you've never been on the air, and you guys are both from South Philly. Yes. Now a lot of people are saying, "Oh, you're not familiar from South Philly," but you are. I mean, you really technically yeah, well, are. Well, yeah. Well, we moved. When we were in grade school. I was in seventh grade. Moved to Jersey, and then came right. over. But, but you we were always here. would come back, right? And then. When I moved back from New York, I lived right off of South Street for the last 20 years. And then moved to the Dockside. There you go. And Doc, we were neighbors at Dockside. We see yeah. him all the time. And you're always down here. Yeah. Well, my cousin <laughs> is a store two, uh, two blocks away. <laughs> it's boys Town, Girls Town. I know. I've, I've, and this is where we used to get our, uh, our school clothes. The school uniforms I keep, there. Kids. I keep thinking that, I, if, wondering if I can get away buying something for myself in there. Or, he, or maybe he, technically it would be for Tony. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to go school? They have something in Robin's size, like a Catholic school in your uniform. I wonder how many like grown women go in there. You'd be surprised. School uniform. Yes, it, it is. It, he he does do a lot of that business, I'm just particularly saying. around Halloween. Yeah. So yeah. you know, what grade are you in, lady? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm going back to school. I didn't get my. Uh, I, I didn't graduate. I'm going to go back yeah. to eighth grade and redo it. I need to get my. I need to get my GED. I need my skirt. Exactly. I need you know a little. See, when I went to Newman, because Newman and Garetti are now one school, because that's right. what's happening. You, had no, you had no women. I went to Newman, but then I used to go down to Garetti when I'd come back home, because Newman was at 26th Street, uh-huh. and Garetti is still where it is, at 10th Street, down there more, and Morris, and we would go down there and wait for the girls to come out and check out the high school girls coming out, because you know what they say about those high school girls, man. Yeah, you get older, they stay the same age. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now, Anthony Gargano is a big movie buff. Luigi knows like every movie from every mob. He only knows every line from every mob. That's movie. not true. I he quote knows, other stuff too. He knows pretty much every line from every movie. Not every movie. So one of my all-time favorites was on yesterday. What was on? It was on Stars. It's a British gangster film. Came out in 2000. Which one? It's called Sexy Beast. Oh, I saw the previews for that. Yes. Hey, woman. I don't no. think I've ever seen you it. Have you seen Sexy Beast? No. So it's about a retired British gangster who's living in Spain. And the movie opens and he's baking. He's out there right by his pool, uh-huh. and he's got like, a pack now, of cigarettes. Who's the lead in this? Because I, I, saw, I saw it on the, on the Star's Rundown. Well, Ben Kingsley ben Kingsley's is, is, oh, is a scary, anyway. scary guy. He plays Don Logan, who goes and recruits our, our, good, our lead actor to come back and do one last job. And it's a good movie. Now, who was the lead actor? I, I, saw the, I saw it last he, night. He, I never Ray heard of it. Winstone? I, Ray Winstone. Yeah, thank you. Ray Winstone was in the Boston movie, the, uh, the great, the, the Scorsese Boston movie. I know. I'm not a big mob movie guy, believe it or not. Uh, Luigi's a mob no, movie Luke, guy. Luke. The Scorsese Boston movie. Yeah. The one know, with uh, the, the one about the, the Whitey Bulger? Jack Nicholson, Whitey Bulger? Yes, not yeah. the Whitey Bulger. Yeah, oh, no, he's about the Departed. Departed. He's in the, the Departed. Departed. Okay. Ray Winstone. I saw the Departed, but yeah. there was the, the, the more recent one, which was based on Whitey Bulger. I saw that. Johnny Depp's in that Yeah, one. what's that one called? That movie's all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Johnny yeah, Depp played Whitey Bulger, right? Wasn't yes. it just called Whitey yeah. or something like that? No, no, it had a different name. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you're right. The, the, the Departed was much better. Than the Johnny Depp one. Oh yeah, the Departed. But Ray was Winstone, a great Ray Winstone is actually in the Departed, okay. playing one of Woody Bulger's crew, what Jack Nicholson's crew. Oh, this is funny. the The Wikipedia page when I pulled up Six, Sexy Beast, it actually has a photograph. the The poster for Sexy Beast is him baking right by his pool. Yeah, I, it's it's such a great movie. It's a great little movie. 
Cost you very little make. It was. I a, watch it late I'll at night. That's what I do it. late at night. Uh, it's like eleven o'clock. I'm like, all right, I don't want to go to bed yet. Let me. And I go through stars. I go through HBO. Never has any good See, movies. Now, no, no. They, they show movies. They keep showing the same movies from the eighties and nineties. People are checking in on on Facebook uh, on Facebook Live. It was Black Mass. Black, Black Mass. Black Mass. Yes. That's yes. the Whitey Bulger yeah, movie everybody. with Johnny Depp playing Whitey yes, Bulger. Yes, that yes, was yes. most recent. The Departed was like ten years ago. That was right. a great movie. Oh, incredible. That it's, was the Irish Mafia. Yes. And did you see what he's coming out with? You know, you know the the the, the um, not the uh, the South Philly guys. They're not doing a Joey Merlino movie, are they? No, no, oh, no, Skinny no, no, Joey. But but however, <laughs> they're doing the movie. There's a book called "I Heard You Paint Fences," and this goes way back to when you go back to hey, Angelo Bruno and mm-hmm. all these guys. Not related, by the way. All, yeah, exactly. all these guys. All the people thought that my career. The reason I started in radio at age 18 was because I had my... You had Larry Kane, Larry Kane, who used to be the number one actor at Action News at Channel 6 here in Philadelphia, ABC, forever. When I worked with Larry when I was 18, and he was the number one news guy, and he would say, you got to get me an exclusive interview with Angelo Bruno. And he actually thought that Angelo Bruno serious? was my uncle. Even you know, He grew up right around here yeah, yeah. at Snyder Avenue, a yes. couple blocks from yes. here where I grew up. And I had, there was no relationship between Angelo Bruno and myself. And I said, if Angelo Bruno was my uncle, would I be schlepping overnight for seven no. years before I got a break there, in a daytime radio? Probably not, Tony. No. There is. It's funny because there's a bar not far from 12th and Dasker used to be the 12 T bars. So my grandma, grandfather used to run that bar. Mm-hmm. And it was an Angelo bar. And it was, and they were, they were, I think they were friendly. I'll put it like well, that. Well, it's like a. 50 yards, not even 20 yards from here, there's a, uh, an old Cafe International, yes. which is where all the mob guys used to hang out. And the amazing thing is that place was happening 25 years ago. And they had, they had lattes. They, had, they have a cappuccino machine. It was a real a coffee shop. I'll tell you, that's and my, it's closed. That's what my dad, my dad ran Italian social clubs. Yeah. That's all it was. But it's, it, I mean, it was literally out of the movies. You, you come, I mean, they're closed now, so I can say it doesn't matter. But you come in, and there's a coffee shop up front. You go in the back, you go yeah. downstairs. Video games, the, yeah, poker, the poker machines, yeah. the, the poker tables, the craps yeah. tables. Yeah. That's, just, that's all it was. Yeah. There was 18 bucks in the register, but we had a nice house. This place, <laughs> that's all I cared about. This that's place has been closed about. for 20 years, and, and now the coffee craze is hot. There's a coffee shop every 10 feet with you know, beautiful machines yeah, but, 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 and the but, cappuccino but the guys machines. that go to these coffee shops, the, the, the social clubs, you're not really, you're, you go to have your espresso, but you're there the BS, you're talking, you're yeah. playing Scoba, you're playing... Scott LaQuadante, oh, you're shit, playing all those Scopa. games. Yeah, you're oh, playing all those Scopa. games. I hustle a little bit. Man. I oh, hustle a little I think bit. Luigi's a real gangster. See, I'm people not think gangster. I'm a gangster. But Luigi, I believe, has mob ties. <laughs> so, well, he never wears them. I don't <laughs> understand why. Going back to... <laughs> going back My to... I heard, thick, paint, I, exactly, I heard you paint houses. I heard you paint houses. houses yes. um, it is now going to be the Irishman. Yes, the movie is yes, the that's the movie. Is this Scors- another Whitey Bulger movie? Well, it's Scorsese. No. no, it's actually about it's Hoffa. Yeah, it's so the um, the guy who actually professes to kill Hoffa. Sheeran. Yes, he's from Philadelphia. Right. He's the guy who killed a lot of the roofer guys mm-hmm. here. So you go back into the set, the sixties and seventies. This guy, the reason why he said, "I heard you you paint houses." Is because of the blood that would, that would oh, spray. So okay. it's Frank, the sh- Irishman, Sheeran, yes, and the Jimmy Hoffa story, and it's going to be a major motion picture. Has it been filmed already, or is it? No, uh, not, not yet. It's uh, supposed to be directed by Martin Scorsese and starring De Niro and Al Pacino. What about my boy uh, from uh, California? He's not in this. He's in every mob movie. Oh, I'm sure he'll be in there. What guy, Tony? 
What are you talking about? Leo Rossi. Leo Rossi. Oh, Leo, yeah. yeah. Leo Rossi's in every mob movie. How's he not <laughs> in this one? There's no way that he would not be in I remember this when one. I met, when I met Leo at Dockside, he come, I never met this guy before my entire He goes, hey, get over here. He gives me a hug. He's holding me like he's my dad. I'm like, yo, Leo. He's the best. He's, he's, Leo Rossi he's awesome, is one of the greatest guys on earth. He is. Know, Leo. He's an amazing guy. Phenomenal. And you know what he is? He's a very good writer. Yeah, he's a phenomenal he's writer. Really, really, Producer, really good. Yeah. Plus, he's been in so many. I always joked him when I see him. I said, you know, Leo, all the great movies, you know what my favorite movie was? And I say this to the other guy who was in the movie, too, and he hates me for it. Uh, Maniac God. Cop. Maniac. Remember Maniac, Maniac Cop? Cop? There were two of them. Oh, no. You know who so the fantastic. Maniac Cop was? Another Italian actor. Who? But he was the lead in it. Who? What's the dude's name? He's like, wow, he sings Sinatra now. He sounds great. Mm. The, the famous Italian actor. Um, Richard Grieco. No, no, no. no, no. no, no. <laughs> Richard Grieco. <laughs> yeah, it's you. You look like Richard Grieco. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know Richard Grieco was married to, right, for a long time? I have no idea. What was it? I saw them on, on Bourbon Street at one of the Super Bowls at like 2 in the morning. There's a... There's a uh, uh, what's the burger place that uh, sells the little ones on, um, on White Burgers? Castle? White Castle. I saw Richard Grieco and his wife coming out of that White Castle at like 2 in the morning on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. <laughs> I think it was 80 when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl in 81 when I was there in New Orleans. Richard Grieco. I can't remember now. His I can't remember anything now all of a sudden. <laughs> what the hell happened to me? I need all some right. Adderall. I have yes, some Adderall in my pocket. <laughs> Maniac Cop. Who was the lead actor? And we know the guy. Yeah, but you're the... Uh, the original Maniac Cop was Bruce Campbell, Tom Atkins, uh, Richard Roundtree. But you are thinking of he did not have, I mean, he had a lead role, but he wasn't like the lead. No, the Maniac Cop was this Italian actor who sings Sinatra. And now I can't think of his name. Hold He's on. a Joe Piscopo? No, 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 real conservative guy, oh. old school guy. Old guy. He was in the Goonies. He hold was on, in the Goonies. Hold on, I'm getting there. I think. He was in Maniac Cop 1 and 2, Robin. I'm looking, He's Tony Bruno. He's got a bad Bruno. complexion. I can't think of it. It bothers me now. He's got a, was he in the James Bond movie? Hold on. Yes, he was one of the Robert villains. Davi. In, Robert yes, Davi. Yes. Okay. Hello. All right. Robert Davi was not until Maniac Cop 2. Are you sure? Yes. I thought he was in both So how was he? He seems he a cool guy. Yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's he seems a, a cool Robert guy. Robert Davi has the most amazing voice. He sings like Sinatra. Seriously. Does he really? Oh, yeah, my gosh. He's unbelievable. It's you fantastic. would think you're listening to Sinatra when he sings. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's the only guy that I think I've ever heard that I truly feel embodies the timber and sound of Sinatra. Wow. Yeah. So we met Robert yeah. Dahl because we, we, when we lived in L.A. and we would go to San Francisco, we, we'd host this NIAC dinner, the National Italian American yes, yeah, Foundation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got to host it once. And Did I, you I, really? Oh, That's yeah. awesome. And then so Nancy Pelosi comes in and this, and this unbelievable, it was the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco, right? Well, we that put, one wasn't where Nancy Pelosi was. The one where Nancy Pelosi was was down in L.A. When That's we were right. At the, the one um, in San Francisco. Yeah was the one I hosted. The one in L.A. was the one we did our show live right. and we had access to everybody. We were the only show there. So every, Nancy Pelosi comes in. I'm interviewing so all the Italian. Everybody was there. So we're in the front lobby. John Favreau, who I didn't know was yeah. Italian. Is he real? Yeah. yeah. You know John Favreau's Italian? I didn't know who that. knew? You, you knew yep. that? Mm -hmm. So we're in the front lobby. We're doing the show Tommy live. Lasorda, everybody's, everybody's coming Everybody's coming over and all of a sudden they tell... Except for us, because we had already gotten cleared. Everybody from the lobby had to clear out, and there's these guys in in you know black suits and ear ear pieces, and we're like, "What's going on? What's going on?" It's Pelosi coming in with her, you know, 
entourage. Well, no, it's her secret service. Yeah, her secret service. She was the speaker of the house, right? But She's we're live. Secret service protection. <laughs> I know, but we're live, and so we can't stop the show. But this is when you're on Fox. Yes. yes, we were doing so, yeah, it. was a real radio so show. We're not live. like this. Uh, and Tony's right in the middle of the show. Take it easy. We vacuumed. Take it easy. We vacuumed. So no, we're, we're, we're right in the middle of a segment. And as Pelosi is being ushered in through the lobby, she does like a double take and then like a, not a triple, like a third one. She looks back and then she says something to her Secret Service and then she keeps hey, walking. Shut the fuck up and go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Senator John yeah, Burton. Senator John yeah. Burton. So. Then all of a sudden, the Secret Service walks over, and we're like, oh, crap, you know, like, what's going on? And the Secret Service waits until we're at a commercial, and he leans over, and he goes, excuse me, uh, Miss Pelosi has requested um, she would love to meet uh, Mr. Bruno uh, because she listens to him all the time because her husband is a huge fan, and whenever they get in the car, they're listening to Tony. Oh, that's Because <laughs> I was on in San Francisco story. for 17 yeah, years. Yeah, sure. So anyway, that was fun. So we get to see a lot of people. So you meet, you know, when you're in L.A. and you're in New York, you, I mean, we meet people here in Philly, too. But when you're in Not L.A. Not that magnitude, right. Yeah, in L.A. and New York, everybody's there. And so you, you can't, I mean, we go into a restaurant and there's like, and now we're not celebrity honks, but you know, when you host an event like the, the NIAP thing. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. It was, a, you know, it was nice, black ties. So it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of great pictures from that too. Who, who, else, was, who else was there? Was, oh, uh, wow. You name it. I mean, Mike Piazza, Tommy Lasorda, John Favreau. I had no idea that Piazza was so shy. Yeah, he's a great guy. He covered he's him. So in, nice, uh, but he is so I covered sh- adorably I shy. Don't know how to he was a terrific guy. I love, really, really I love nice. Mike. Well, his dad's the one's like I all know, his car dealerships like, yeah, up yeah. in uh, like, Montgomery well, you County. You don't you don't think of somebody that's that big as having like like being almost painfully shy. Like yeah, he, was, he just like yeah. but he was adorable. Like, yeah, he's a great he was he's a great so guy. Adorable. The whole family was awesome. When he got he made his major league debut in Chicago, Wrigley Field. In fact, he went four for five, had like four hits. It was an amazing debut. And afterwards, they all went to dinner, and I got invited to go with Vince and Tommy and Mike, and it was, it was, a, it was a great night. They're a wonderful family. Yeah, no, they're great. People. Oh, good for you. Are you going to do that now, Luigi? <laughs> oh, I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm just messing, man. <laughs> you see if we take you to no, the go out. I, I got to treat like family here. That's <laughs> how we do it, everybody in here, man. Come on. <laughs> now, you know, people that don't know this about I me, mean, you talk about it on your show all the time. I mean, you you write, you've written, you did a movie. Yes. You've written some screenplays. I just finished one now. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to read the script, damn it. I will email it to you. Uh, Tonight, how about that? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very excited. I, I uh, now you did I the like movie about the the Mighty Max. Yes, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Immaculata College, Robin. Yeah. That was before your time. You remember Immaculata College? The no, f- it was I, a I women's it. basketball the team. Yeah, it's the first women's national championship. Oh wow! Very Kathy cool. Russ, she was an amazing woman. She's married to Ed Russ, the NBA referee, mm-hmm. and she was well ahead of her time. Did we meet she was her? an incredible thinker, no. like a great basketball mind. Mm-hmm. You know, now we're all basketball crazy. It's it's pretty cool. Here in Philadelphia, and she had this. She used to go to Knicks games and take notes, and she had incredible plays. And so back then, you know, they didn't this is a li- tiny little school here yeah. in the Philly suburbs, Immaculata College. And they taught. And she's a young girl. They give her the job, and she takes them, and she treats them. They're like, like trains them like they're an NBA team. It's a great story. It really was. And she you was get that. Is that on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's called the Mighty Mighty Max. The Mighty Max, yeah. The Mighty Max movie. Yeah, a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. It really was. Are you sixered up? 
I'm ready. I'm getting ready. You know what's interesting? I was on in San Francisco. I go on with on uh, on Damon Bruce's show every Tuesday in San Francisco. And so yesterday I'm on, and it's a home run derby we talked about, and the All-Star game was last night. And I said, so what's the big story in San Francisco right now? The Giants stink. The A's stink. And he said, you know what everybody's talking about? Summer League basketball. Yes. It should be, man. As they should be. I got to give the NBA this, because, you know, I go off on the NBA a lot on this show. Luigi and I argue. The NBA now is do it they're like not they're like right behind the NFL when it comes to keeping their sport relevant year round. Yep. Because what other sport does that? Seriously, the NFL is well in this town, NFL is number one. The Eagles are number one 365 days a year. But remember the last game hasn't hasn't been January was the last game, right? No, no, you're so right. I mean think about what happened. We all everyone talked about the finals mm-hmm. because they own the sports landscape, right? Mm-hmm. Baseball's dead. They own the they own the, the sports landscape. Here it is, LeBron, Golden State then it's the, right into the draft. The lottery. No, right. first the lottery right. becomes a big deal. And then the play- Then the draft, right? Yeah. Then the, and during then the, the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, boom, Summer League and all these hot rookies who got drafted, everybody wants to watch them play. Well, because and in San Francisco, more people are watching the Warriors summer league team that are watching the Giants or the or the A's. Well, amazing. because, Tony, because face it, let's see, their Warriors are a lot more respectable at the moment right now than the Giants, the A's, the Niners, any of the, or the Rams, anybody out there. No, you're That's right. That's what they got, man. The NBA is king out there right now. And Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is new, new, he's the new Marlins man. You know, the guy, he's everywhere, man. He's he shagging fly balls in the whole cool? run dirt. Isn't it cool? Like, <laughs> that dude, like, to me, he is, he's enjoying his moment. Like, I love this kid. Like he oh, he's he wants to just he looks at it and says the world is just one big oyster yep. right and mm-hmm. I'm just enjoying myself I love I love this and everybody who's around him I remember two years ago we went to the uh, the Chase Utley uh, event down in the Bellevue right. and Chase Utley had his annual charity thing and we were Which there and amazing. our buddy John Androsic from uh, <sighs> Five for Fighting was there he was Holy the entertainer wow what a fantastic event that was yeah and John and being- Androsic we were friends but we never yeah. met. Because when he was in L.A., he used to, he's a big hockey guy. You know, five for fighting, obviously. He's a big Kings fan. So he would call into the show all the time, and he would yep. tweet. And, and He actually called us from uh, London. He was out in London doing a show, and he was listening to the show at like 3 a.m. London time. So that uh, because he was up for a hockey game, I think as well. So he was like watching the hockey game and listening to the Into the Night show at the same time. I forget exactly all the details. So he, but came, he called so he, us. So he, so he comes to Philly. He says, "Hey, I'm going to be at the at the uh, Chase Utley event." So we got to meet him. We went there, and so much. What fun. the hell was the point of the story? I forgot now. Embiid. The Utley? Oh yeah. Oh. So so <laughs> we're at this thing, and there's an after party, and this was the this was right after Embiid had been drafted, and he wasn't playing. And we were a couple guys at this after party at a club in town, and they're like, hey, I got Joel Embiid's on the line. And I said, you're kidding. He said, no, he's a buddy. And in fact, I'll show you a video. So he shows me a video of Joel Embiid on one of those, uh, the things yeah, the, that are now the, the, uh, the, the obsolete. Yeah, 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 those yeah. stupid hoverboards when they yeah, first yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He said, this guy's going to play. He's going to play. I said, I hope so, man. So everybody was convinced that Embiid was going to play the first year, you know, and then he had the relapse and he had the other problem. But everybody that hangs around this or sees this guy, he's like a kid. Yeah, he is. He's like a kid. And, he is a kid. And, and, and listen, I love Joel Embiid, and I hope he stays healthy. My biggest concern is, you know, like the stuff with LeVar Ball going back and forth. I don't have a problem with it because if the president does it, why can't Joel Embiid do it? The difference is, you know, the president can tweet and then people can rip him up and down. But if Joel Embiid gets hurt again, I think that they'll, they'll pile on. The haters will pile well, rightfully on Rightfully so, too. What's that? And rightfully so, too. Not rightfully so, because he's... Well, I mean, LeVar Ball dro- dropped, the, dropped the mic when he's basically like, how many games you played? 
I mean, seriously. I mean, stay healthy. First. I know you've talked I mean, yeah. about that. What is your what? You, listen, I don't care if you tweet. I, yeah, I don't care. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I, I think the guy's fun loving. Oh, I, so, I love him. I love. So him. here's the deal. I, I don't really. You can say whatever you want to say. Enjoy it. Go dance. Go sit. Remember, he caught a lot of flack. Yes, he did because he was dancing at the Meek, at the Meek Mill concert. Yes. Or whatever yeah. it was. Yep. Like, who cares? Like, what are you kidding me? Yeah, he's fun. Like, what do you care? Like, he's enjoying himself. Let the guy enjoy himself. Yeah. To your point. If he gets hurt again, people will break his balls. But I think if what will really happen is we'll curse the gods. We'll yep. think that there's a conspiracy mm-hmm. against us, and that's why. Look, when Markel Fultz got hurt. I was going to say that. And when Markel Fultz went down, then you all of a sudden go, are, are you kidding me right now? I literally. You know what I, mean? I was about to go. I went on the balcony of our dockside. <laughs> I was about to well, jump. I know where that balcony is. It's not. A, I almost jumped I, several times off of there. I mean, are you And I was at the very top. Are you kidding well, no, me? No, he's he's up on the 17th. He was one floor above us. Were you a floor above us? Yeah. Oh, you way up at the top then, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 I was at the top too. We were and 16th I was wondering, to 17th. If I went straight down feet first, would I survive that jump? Probably not. But do you no. have to go? Like, I was uh, trying to angle. I go, well, if I actually angle toward the cement, I'll do the job. But if you go out to, to, to the water... No, no, I'm not talking about killing live. myself. I'm talking about can you hit the water? Nah, you'll be fine. I saw the Outrageous Acts of Science show. And that guy dove off this cliff like a hundred and something feet. Yeah, Mexico. But he could time it. Yeah. Tony, no, it was we were record. over at so, your son's house. You so could Anthony, barely go off the diving board. Let, no, let me, I let me ask you a question time. real fast, Anthony, about this. So in your opinion, who is more important to the Sixers' future? Is it Embiid or is it Simmons? Simmons is going to be the... This is what, this is what I mean. Because people are worried about Embiid, Embiid getting yes. hurt and staying healthy or whatever. Simmons I, has to be real. Simmons is the most important. You know why? Because Simmons is going to be the one with the ball. Correct. Fans. So he's a face-to-basket player. He's going to be what LeBron is. Correct. He's going to be the guy with Durant is. He's ultimately, you want the ball in his hands come last possession, and whether he dishes to Embiid or Fultz or Sarich or takes himself, it's all going to be in his, in his hands. Because I feel like everyone who's worried about Embiid's health, and which it is important, I mean, he is a phenomenal talent, and you know his, his progression as a player is going to be, you know, he is the franchise. It's going to be incredible be to this team. Embiid right now is the franchise. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, is that he's, it, compared to Simmons, Embiid being, be, and being healthy now is a drop in the bucket. I think it's all on well, Simmons. I, you're right. It's all on Simmons because he's supposed to be LeBron-like. No, you you're can right. take all the talent you want with the big man. He's regal. I mean, he's That's a spec- the thing. He's, I, I think we don't even realize how good he is. <laughs> I got to see him in Summer League last year. Dude, that small little taste, dude. Oh, my God. It was like he saw the future. With his past. No, I want this to work. And then, you know, all these people are getting mad at me because I didn't like the whole tanking thing. And people, you know, all these Hinky guys are all over me. I just don't, th- listen, what Sam Hinky did with maneuvering people and picks and stuff, that's fine. I'll give him credit for that. But to just purposely lose for season after season was something I didn't like. Well, you look that's at all the, I'm sorry. The, I, I, you feel I bad hope the, it works. You feel bad for the fans because, again, they had to suffer through all this. Well, they had to pay through again, all this. that's competition, right? So you're going it's antithetical to competition to lose on purpose. The only pro- now this is why I was for it. The system's broke. Yep. No doubt about and it. And ultimately, you're right. It's a sin against the game, but I need to get good. Basketball I was irrelevant for years and you're stuck in purgatory with Andre Iguodala and Thaddeus Young. seven teams after him. And, yeah, right, exactly. and you're not going to win. So you had to get really really I, I call it the Dante theory. Where you had to get so bad, it's like Dante's Inferno. Okay. So instead of going up, you had to go down through the not levels the restaurant Dante's Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> down through the levels of hell to then come on out. And I, I understand that. I mean, the Phillies are going through that. 
You know, they got rid of all their guys. Yeah, the older they might guys. be light years away. Yeah, but they got a lot of guys in the mind. The, the one thing, difference between the, the baseball and the NBA, and obviously you don't need as many players in the NBA to be good, but the Phillies have been bad, and they've stockpiled their minor league system. And now everybody wants to see those guys come up because that's why you have these players, because you were bad, and now it's time to see those guys get better. But at least you can follow their progress in the, in the minor leagues, which you can in basketball because the D League, and I've argued this for years, doesn't really develop anybody. If you're in the D League, you're either an old guy who's got nothing left and wants another shot, or you're not good enough to play in the NBA or for the most to part. Beat, there, are, there are guys here and there that, that come up. But for the most part, the NBA D League is a joke. Is it a developmental league? No, no, you, well, you're right. I mean, they're, they're trying to make it into the, what they call the G League now that's Gatorade-sponsored. Yep. So now they're trying to make it into that. But you're right. I mean, look, it's a way station. It's for guys that are just doing that. That's all. I, really, the talent's coming from Europe, right? I mean, Absolutely where it's those, coming from, man. Those talent, the, like, the, the, the Sixers got this kid, Jonah Bolden. Did you see him in the summer no, league? I didn't I see him. Yet. He's a four-man. He's really good, Tone. Like, he's really, really good. They got another really good pick. Then this Furkan like guy. This Furkan yes. guy, as they Corp say Mons. in the movie. What was the movie, uh, Johnny Dangerously? This Furkan guy is really good. This Furkan guy is really good. One of the most underrated movies of all time, right. Johnny Dangerously. Yes. Did you ever see that he's movie, like, Louis? Like, you can't fight me. I'm too good. You're going to lose. <laughs> it's one of the best things ever. You're a fart-again ice hole. Yeah. And that's back <laughs> when that stuff was like, oh, my God. He said fart-again ice hole How'd Joe Piscopo didn't bring home a statue? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> beyond, beyond me, dude. Beyond me. Well, that's the second Piscopo reference. That's right. I know. Wow. But with, with, with Firkin, he's, he's, again, he's still got to grow into the NBA body. He's yeah, he's still looking, he can shoot, man. I know he can shoot from anywhere. But, yeah. the, but the thing is, is that can he take the, the pound nah, of the, yeah. of the, of the he, NBA He season? looks really small. I mean, you can see him. He's really I mean, six, 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 seven, but he is sunken in. He needs, he Let, needs to I eat wanna, I want to get ask, the weight room. But if I want to add go, my ultimate reason why I was against the tank. Go ahead. And it's because of the ownership group. Because the, the Golden State Warriors in 2010 were sold okay. to Joe Lacob and Gruber, who was, uh, I think, he was a big movie guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he married? No, he wasn't married to Barbara Streisand, was he? No, but he's a big movie. You're right, yeah. a big movie guy. Gruber and Joe Lacob in 2010. You know how much they paid for the Golden State Warriors in 2010? <laughs> $400 million? $450 million. That's a pretty good guess by me right there, oh, bro. Man. Thank you, Bob. Do you That's know impressive. what the Golden State Warriors, as of today, by Forbes magazine, are valued at $1. right $1.3 billion. Two. Jesus. Wait a minute. $2.6 billion. Two point, they have just moved into the third most valuable wow. franchise in the NBA. So that's what the Sixers ownership group, except the Warriors weren't that bad in 2010. They were bad. But they didn't have to go into a tank mode because they didn't have to tank for Steph Curry. They didn't have to tank. Steph Curry wasn't a top five pick. No, he Steph like and Clay and Draymond all got drafted. Yeah, they right. drafted these guys, and they, they didn't have to worry about, I got to get a top three pick or I'm not going to be able to build a franchise. But they're now worth $2.6 billion, dollars 450 what did the Sixers ownership group pay for this team a couple years ago? Yeah, it's similarly on the lower end, it was a couple hundred million. And I'll tell you what, and if this team starts, and I hope they, here's, here's the reason I have a problem. Not a problem, but this I think is what the league skeptical is about. That's what it is. No, my skepticism is, I hope that these guys who own the Sixers do what Joe Lacob and Gruber did. Is instead of, it's not dump it as soon as it becomes good right, and you right, flip right, a right. profit. Because obviously they made two, they made two billion dollars sure. profit in seven years. Yes. Now the Sixers ownership group is going to have the same kind of situation. This team develops and becomes a playoff team, and a deep playoff team, and a championship team. 
You don't think the Sixers, because the Knicks are still worth a lot of money, as bad as they are. The it's Lakers York, are still a $2 billion team. The Knicks are a $3 billion but, franchise. But look, but look at what you're talking about, though. You're talking about, you're talking about the Garden, and you're talking about L.A. So those two teams are never going to, you know, but the value the of those is, teams. the Sixers are not even in the top 50 of the most valuable franchises in, the, in, not, in all sports, not just in the NBA. Sure. You know, you know who the most valuable franchise in the world is in sports? FC Barcelona? No, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Is it really? really? I would have I would, I so been soccer. I yeah, no, I thought it was Man U Barcelona. You know I love list. Forbes came out today, the top 50 sports franchises in the world. What do you got? The Dallas Cowboys are number one, $4.2 billion. Jesus, Jerry. The New York Yankees <laughs> are number two at $3.7 billion. How could the how could ba- Yankees, with baseball in its current state, even with Aaron Judge... And how could they still it's be New worth? York? It's the marketplace. But it's the, the stadium's half empty half the, most of the time, isn't it? I mean, yeah. people can't even afford to go oh, to the And then after that, you know who the next three are? Soccer, well, soccer teams. Oh, soccer teams. Man U, Barcelona, Real Madrid, all worth about $3.5 billion. <laughs> and uh, then the Golden State Warriors are, are the, uh, moved up to 20th of all, in, in all the sports. They weren't even in the top 50 last year. They're now the 37th most valuable, 20th most valuable, I should say. In all sports. The Sixers don't even show up, but there will be. Do the Eagles show game. up? The Eagles are actually right behind the Golden State Warriors at number 22. The Eagles are worth $2.5 billion. What did Jeffrey Lurie pay for him? $2.5 million? No, $250 million. That's a hell of an investment for Jeffrey, Jeffrey Lurie yeah, paid $250 yeah. million. Dollars. 248 248 and now he's got a franchise that's worth $2.5 oh. billion. Solar panels, man. No doubt about it. The Eagles are worth more than 21 other NFL franchises, including the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Denver Broncos, the Miami Dolphins, the Green Bay Packers, and the Seattle Seahawks are not worth as much as the Philadelphia really? Eagles. Yeah, according to Forbes magazine. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. When you think the Steelers, all the rings... Yet the Eagles are a more about not by not by billions by about a half a billion. Yeah, you know, no, I'm market. thinking you know stadium, right? You gotta look at teams that have new stadiums, mm-hmm. and Heinz Field's relatively new, and so is the, yeah. the Eagles Stadium. Yeah. So the bottom line is, even bad teams, the Knicks and the Lakers, are still number one and number two in the NBA as far as value, franchise value. Are you number surprised? one Knicks and Lakers, one and two, and then you know who the Celtics, Bulls, and Clippers have fallen behind the Golden State Warriors now. The Golden State Warriors have moved into number three ahead of the, the Knicks and, uh, I'm sorry, ahead of the, Clipper, uh, the Clippers, the Chicago Bulls, and the Boston Celtics. Well, the Clippers, rightfully so, should be falling off the Yeah, I'm right surprised now. the Clippers were top three. They actually, they're one of two teams in sports that actually lost money last year. The Dodgers and the Clippers both lost money now, last didn't year. Didn't they have their own digital platform? Yes. They, they yep. were actually broadcasting their games. Yes. Yep. So they have a little uh, Forbes, because we're all Forbes guys. I believe I'm one billionth on the Forbes <laughs> list. Oh, formerly successful radio. Uh, talk I didn't crack. I didn't crack that list, Tony. I didn't, I didn't, I... Anyway, <laughs> before you came in here, and we were talking Philly. Seventy-five games left, twenty-nine and fifty-eight. Can they go forty-four and thirty-one to win seventy-three games? <laughs> <laughs> but can I just point out your shirt? You like? This? I love your Somebody shirt. Somebody sent this to me a couple of years ago. What a great shirt! Is that a great? I should be selling these. It, I know. Well, I no, should I be like Hillary awesome. Clinton. I should be selling T-shirts. Oh, now. it's awesome! I it's am the Philly, <laughs> as Harry Mays would say. So good. It's the I Philly script off. that spells out pissed. Yes. And the blue star over the eye. It's a great shirt. Because I, you know, the Phillies have been tanking too. Except they're getting picks, and uh, we're seeing some of these guys in the minor leagues, and I hope they do the same thing this Sixers. Do you like? Do you, you like Nick Williams? You like? I, I don't Altair? know. I, I've seen him in the. I'm only seeing glimpses of them. 
But people want them up here. Don't you want them up here? No, I do. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I want keep, all these guys up here. Yeah, I keep waiting. And I think, you know, look, I, I don't know about Clintac. Here's the thing. Like, I, I'm all for if you're analytics, you're an eye guy, whatever it is. But I haven't seen anyone that's, that's any good. And they had no pitching. Well, Aaron Nall is good. If he stays healthy, he's not dominant, but he's good. Tony, I, I don't think I've Solid. ever. I don't ever think I've ever seen a team filled with so many ifs in my entire life. Tony, you, you think Aaron Nola's a they got, they, they don't I think he's a three. That's what oh, I said. Yeah, I, said he's a, I said he's a three. He's, well, a, he's hot. a solid guy in your rotation. He's not your number one guy. I'll give you that. Yep. But he's a solid guy. He could be a Greg Maddox type. As far I as he doesn't know, have man. to throw I don't know about it hard. Greg Maddox type, buddy. I'm talking about a guy who could throw strikes. Knows the play. Yeah, but his curveball is way too inconsistent. It's way too inconsistent. And when his fastball d- loses movement, it loses all movement. And it's going straight down well, the pipe. I'm saying, he doesn't hey, look, throw he it tonight. He doesn't the throw Padres, that anemic lineup. Absolutely. They the bear, I actually said when I was why I said I was going to do my normal tweet that I used to do. Can you name three San Diego Padres? <laughs> I watched the series, and I still can't name three San Diego Padres. <laughs> you can you name three? Uh, the joke is, can you name three Padres? No, I, I got Will Myers. No, you got, you got Pirella, the wrong answer. Jose Perella. No, no. Well, Pod, I played in FanDuel. It's, it's Padre Pio. for me. Padre Pio. <laughs> Padre Pio is number one. Oh, Padre Pio is number one. Ah, That's Padre Pio. If you got to name three Padres. Padre Pio Padre rules. Padre Pio is number one. He's a saint. Padre Pio. Can I ask you a saint question? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. A saint I, question I, on this show? Not oh, the Boondock Saints. 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 No, not the Boondock Saints. So I have well, a... saint or saint can't really... That's what I figured, Robin. There ain't no saints here. That's a sane question. So I have a vision board. A vision uh, in the, board yes. in the studio. Okay. And on the vision board, we had Saint Servetus, who's the patron saint of the feet. The feet. Okay. Yes. Not the feet. The feet. He's like, the patron saint of the foot. Oh, okay. I meant you. I thought you meant defeat. No, no, no. Of, of the feet. Of okay. the of feet okay. or the foot. So right, he's Rex Ryan's a big fan. Rex Ryan. So we have, have him a, here. Do you have a problem with your feet? Is that so? Why, no, no, no. We have him here to protect. Joel Embiid's heel. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, look yeah, yeah. out over Joel Embiid's heel. When's his uh, feast day? Because I know June 13th is St. Anthony. Yeah, yeah, it's ours. That's why my, my name is Anthony. feast day? <laughs> no, he has to have a feast day. He does. Huh? I don't know. This look Robin, it up, Robin. Do you know when uh, St. Servitus feast day is? I, I never even heard of St. Servitus. St. Servitus. How do you spell so it? I got mad, all right, at St. Servitus. St. Servitus? I got angry at him because... How do you spell it, do you know? S-E-R-V-I... No, V E T U S. Saint Servitus. Saint Servitus. Leave the last ass off for savings. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <As always>. <laughs> <laughs> so I got mad at him because Fultz got hurt. So I went in Monday morning and ripped the picture down of Saint oh, Servitus. Oh, so you had a picture of him? Yeah. Because I have my mom's board. got. I got Padre, Padre Pio pictures yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have. I have audio of that. We have tape. Yeah. What did you say? Oh. You're talking to me all wrong. It's, it's the wrong tone. <laughs> it's right there. the wrong tone. <laughs> okay. Now, what more was that from, Louis? It's Joe Dirt, man. Joe uh, Dirt? St. Servitus was Dirt. born Michael Servitus. But I'm trying to find it. So he, Doug he McGregor was, saying May he 13th. He was born May 13th. Oh, May 13th. September 29th. He died October 27th. Why would there May 13th be his... That's the day he was saint made a saint day. then. It's not his birthday, right? It's a saint ah. day. Yeah, it's not his birthday. It's the Canonize day that you become yeah, you're canonized. canonized. When you're canonized is the, saint, the, the that's day. Your, that's your yeah. saint day. But I thought, I thought St. Anthony's the, the day what don't you f- is understand? either his birthday or his death. It's not when he was I think, canonized. no, that wasn't his birthday. That was my birthday, June 13th. I'm so confused. 
Wait, Robin. your birthday's June thirteenth. That's why my and mom. That's why my mom named me Anthony, and my mom and dad because I was born on St. Anthony's Day, and they didn't want to lay me after my father because they didn't think Orlando, you know, was would ever be popular. Pop- wow, <laughs> I know. Yeah, right? that, was, <laughs> that would have been an awesome Orlando Bruno. Bruno. I know. Ob baby. That was his dad's name. Orlando. Oh, and my O-B. mother back in the day, her name's Angelina, and you know, there, Angelina was a pretty quiet name for a while. Now it's popular again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from the pizzeria. Exactly. Don't know her. Angelina. So that's why my mom and dad said, oh, hey, it's June 13th. It's St. Anthony's Day. Boom. Anthony Bruno. That's awesome. Now, you weren't born great. on St. Anthony's Day, I right? I was not. No, I'm born in February. But you have a family. Uh, is somebody in we your family? We are all Anthony's. On well, yeah. So you're like George Anthony's. Foreman? Yes. My, yeah, so, my so, mother <laughs> made a novena to St. Anthony. <laughs> nice. She was very close to St. Anthony, and she promised that her firstborn would be named Anthony. Even my father's named Anthony. My grandfather's named Anthony. Oh, okay. There's a lot of a lot of and, wa- and you want to go your Antonio's. first son. Now your first son. My first son is Antonio. He's See, I don't got any Anthony's, man. No, no. I got my, my mom. I'm I'm Luigi. Right. My, my brother's the, name is no, Mario. Wait, get that. Oh, and it has yeah. nothing Seriously. to do with nothing the, to do with the, the games, man. Nothing to do with the Mario bro. Mario and Luigi. Oh, you know what's funny? That's amazing. <laughs> I actually believe that though. Like I here's crazy. You, you, you want to go next I level? Even, I didn't even put two and two together. You want to go next level? His wife. Her name is Daisy. He married the princess. Oh Swear my to God! My 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 father's That's a great story. Don't, don't you think that they should be I getting like like kickbacks? Well, yes. Well, Charles yeah. Barkley. Charles Barkley said the same. He's like, you need to contact Nintendo. I'm like, I've been trying. They don't listen though. I came out in '81. My brother in '83. Super Mario in '84. I believe I you was named. Do. I was named after my father's father. My brother was named after my mother's father. And then fast forward. 20-something years, he finds some, some girl named Daisy and marries her. That's a great story. Isn't that crazy? That's a great yeah. story. Only difference is he's an asshole in real life, not in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only difference. Do we have any, uh, do we have any uh, Super Mario music yeah, to I'm play sure I can on, find on your behalf? Now, story. speaking of uh, do we have any, we've been having, our phone calls were lit up before we even started the show, and we have not gone to one single phone uh, call. Should we take a call then? Sure. Uh, let's play the little Mario I mean, Luigi. I know that a lot of people have probably given up because they've been on hold for so long. I know. Well, you know, we had to get the show started. I to get know. Here. But I, I got to tell you, I, I just love talking. I love doing this with you. I got to <laughs> tell you. I, you don't understand. If you walk like two miles in 100 degree humidity. But you know what's funny? is there's a town on a microphone. Man, we, <laughs> sweat. We, we said this like, you and I have never worked together. I know. I, like, it's unbelievable. I've worked with everybody. It. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Everybody who's ever worked in this business I've worked with or at least done a show with. Or been Something. on a show, or been a. That's why it's hard to believe that you guys didn't even. We, never... we weren't even employed at the same place at the same time. I know. I know, but like never even a call in. That's no. just crazy. Which is, which is funny too, because like I said you've worked with all his peers and vice versa, kind of thing. Pretty much for the most part, yeah. kind of thing. It's it's just kind of a. a, a it's amazing how you two have never just right. come this together. Incestuous city. Yeah. You even yeah. worked with well, Steve the... Mortarano. Yes. yes. Not the other Steve Mortarano who said Luigi has his drop in there. Which one? The Steve, Steve Mortarano drop that you oh, were oh, like. That, oh, that one. Hold on. Sorry. I love Steve Mortarano. Not the radio guy, Steve Mortarano. Yeah, I love the radio guy, Steve Mortarano. You know because the other Steve Mortarano. I know, the chef. The chef. But he worked with I know. the radio I, That's the Steve first time Mar- I heard him when no I came cuss. back. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that. No cuss. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great cuss. I got to talk to Steven. He's, he's got to chill with the, uh, the markup on the Coppola Zinn. He's got to take it easy with that, man. How about that meatball? Oh, oh, it's not bad. Oh, yeah. It's not bad. Now, I haven't been to his place in Florida. I've been to the one down in the Atlantic one in City, is, obviously. The one in AC is great, though. You, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm eating chicken parm. I got Rocky II on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic. Yeah, they, play God, all the, they play all the Rocky movies in there. All the oh, movies. Was oh, I was there on a Friday night. It was nuts, yeah. man. 
We were DJ there with comes Mr. On. Belding a co- uh, to last summer. Dennis Haskins. It? Yeah, Dennis Haskins came and he said, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm down and he does the pool at Harris. He comes back and does a college night. Back to school night. Oh, yeah. get yeah. out. And so he always calls us. I'm in Atlantic City. So we go down and see him because he's a great friend of ours from L.A. And we went down there. He says, oh, I got dinner reservations in Mortaranos. And I had never been there. We went up there. The chef's bringing out everything. They brought everything out to the table. It was great. And oh, the, the chef cool. there is a female because Steve obviously is down in Florida. But his chef at the, in Atlantic City at uh, Harris is phenomenal. You remember her name, Robin? We have her name somewhere. Yeah, I do. I, I don't remember it. I think it was Kathy. Kathy? You think, everybody's you think everybody's name is Kathy. No, Kathy. It's racist as hell, Robin. It is. <laughs> no, she's a white chick, too, though. I, hate I don't remember what it was. But there aren't many a... sisters named Kathy. You ever notice that? No, you don't hear me. Kathy's not really a black nah, chick name, nah, is it? No. Nah. Can you think of any black women named Kathy? Did someone tell you that? No, she didn't, actually, but I, I just can't, uh, I can't think of it. <laughs> I can't name one sister named Kathy at all, man. No. If anybody can, uh, uh, hit us up on Facebook. We're on Facebook Live. We're on Periscope, which is Twitter. Correct. YouTube. And we're on YouTube Live. And then on uh, Blog Talk Radio, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Everywhere. And we're then, like horse of course, we also, <laughs> as soon as the show is over, it does get loaded onto all of the podcast platforms. And then we'll get loaded iTunes. after. Well, now we need more wine. Luigi, did you get a bottle of wine? More wine. No, we'll go down and grab Cheech. some. More Cheech. Wine. More wine. Exactly. Tony, you know what? Before we go to break, I, w- I want to. G- we got Jim from Sheltonham Holden. I want to get him on. Let's get Jim on. Let me see if I can pull him up. Robin is the official I, archivist. I believe that. We might have had an internet issue. Let me see if I can pull him up, though. If you can pull him up, great. Let's see. I'm going to pull him up right now. Jim's from Cheltenham. This guy has tapes of everybody's career. Well, I know he has mine. He has... I can hear Jim breathing. We I have Jim. Jim. We, can, we have Jim. Now, Jim, have you ever called Anthony Gargano? No, I haven't. Nice to talk to you, Anthony. Hi, Jim. How you doing, buddy? Jim's the best. This guy is a, you talk about a real Philly classic. He's got tapes of everything. He's got Bill Campbell's 100-point game. He's got anything you can think of. You mentioned Harry Callis doing a game. He's got it on tape. This guy has everything. He's got tapes of me from the 70s. Oh, that's incredible. I don't even have this stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's got tapes of some of my fringe shows that I don't even have. What's going on tonight, Jim? I'm doing fine. I know you were at Anthony on today, and I know uh, and he's a big Eagles fan. I don't think he's an Eagles fan, are you? Anthony's no, not an <laughs> Eagles fan, are you? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. I, 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 <laughs> Poco. I was listening to you this morning at a Cowboy fan um, on this morning, and uh, so I went back in the archives and I found Tony when uh, a certain Cowboy came on Tony's show and really let him have it, and Tony got back at him. Was this, really? was this Dean in Tampa when I went off on him? No, this was, uh, I think, Al, Al from Delaware. Oh, Al from Delaware. Get out. What, what happened, Jim? Tony got uh, He's got the got tape. Good? Oh, I got to hear let's, it. Let's go to the tape. You want to hear this? Okay. <laughs> We're eight eight nine seven at best, but you know what's funny? Why don't you come back to the Philly, to Philly and save the radio station that's dying here? What you know? We haven't won a ta- we haven't won a playoff game since ninety six. Absolutely true, and we should be, we should be ashamed because of it. Uh, Tony, I am saving the radio station. Parade came down through uh, Broad Street. Tony, uh, uh, never happened. Tony never did. That it? is correct, sir. About the so, world NFL so championship. I don't have a problem. Guys the, like you are the problem. Am I, am, I'm in the United States. I'm allowed to root for one for as long as long as I stick with my team, win or lose. And I can tell you this much. Uh, remember that year Jerome Brown died. Did uh, uh, the next year '92 first game? Eagles didn't sell out. Tone '70s. All throughout the '70s, you didn't sell out. Tone all the diehard Eagle fans. You're a fraud. Get out of here. Go go and go go look at your parents. Go wake your parents up, Al, and look your parents in the eye. 
and tell your parents they are losers, they are pathetic pieces of garbage, and they brought a loser like you, a slime ball loser, no good piece of garbage. They brought you into this world, and I blame them. I don't blame you, Al. I don't blame other cowgirl fans in Philadelphia. I blame your pathetic parents, ones who are probably out on the streets tonight looking to find a way to buy you a brain or some common sense. But it's too late. Your parents ruined you at birth, and now you'll never be able to recover. And this is... I don't remember ever being that nasty to anybody on this. Oh, I, I remember them. Really? That was, <laughs> that was in the night show in 2009. Jim. That was national radio. Jim, that, was that, was awesome. that was great, Tony. Are you kidding me, man? <laughs> Jim, I got to tell you, that is so cool that you have that. That was cool. That was, that's no, awesome. this is Jim. Jim from Cheltenham. He, re, he like, tapes everything. It's that, amazing, his art. That's dynamite. That's really yeah. cool, Jimmy. Hey, so watch yourself around. Is that too rough? I was I Donald Trump before Donald Trump was on Twitter. Yeah, you talk about triggered. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Tony. That was that. Wow, I, I actually met that guy once. <laughs> you I, did? Really? I finally met him. Yeah, Alvin Delaware. Nice guy. Yeah, I mean, I was. That was un, that was really uncalled for by me. But I was working late at night, you know, and I was like tired at that point. Well. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> yeah, I was tired I, we, have, we have so many people checking in from Facebook, from Twitter, Twitter? all over the places. Now, Anthony, Here's, you can follow Anthony. It's Anthony L. Gargano. Now, um, there's a guy named Justin Cordero checking in on Twitter. He says, uh, two of my favorite guys. I, I gave Anthony a ride to Chickie's and Pizza a few years ago when his cab didn't show up. Great guy. <laughs> Do you not drive at all? <laughs> I remember that day. I actually tried to walk. That day from the dockside. <laughs> it was similar like this. Oh, here we go. Oh, it yeah. was one of my, I gotta get in shape and I'm gonna go walk to Chickie's and Pete's. <laughs> and he goes, Justin Cozy, he's like, what are you doing? I go, I'm kind of late now. And he's like, hop in, I got you. Didn't I tell you that the phone and my limousine is busted and I can't get in contact with my bitches? <laughs> <laughs> Jim, how many days till Eagles training camp for the rookies and quarterbacks? What is it, uh, July 20th? 24th, 12 days away 24th. from training camp. 12 days until... Well, Tony, I'm running out of time. I just, turned, I just turned 67, so the Eagles better win a Super Bowl pretty soon. Now, when was your birthday, Jim? It was May 8th this year. I was oh, it was right oh, before St. Service. Uh, what's, what's, the guy, sir, what's the Saint's name again? St. Servitus. Was it Servitus? Cervix? Cervix. Not St. Servix. Sorry. I messed up. But you and me, Tony, run out of time if the Eagles win a Super Bowl. I hope we're alive. Do you to think see you believe in Wentz, Jim? What'd you say? Do you believe in Carson Wentz? I, I, I like him, but this year we'll tell how good he is. You know. I don't think Jim know. has a chance. I mean, a choice. Yeah, yeah we, we don't, don't have a choice. Sooner or later, we have to do it on the field. But you, you've I watched. Hope he, hope he you is, watch all you know. those quarterbacks, Jimmy. Right? Like you've seen them all. Do you have the gut oh, feeling? I the worst quarterbacks ever lived. I mean, you know. we lived through Pete Lisk. <laughs> we lived through Pete Lisk. But do, and, uh, do you have like the gut man. feeling? Cannon, all them. John Kincannon and uh, John go. Reeves. Remember John Reeves from Florida? Oh yeah. Ew. Oh brother. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I, I see something. I just you know. So for some reason, the Eagles have the worst quarterbacks, especially that era we went through, the '62, '77 oh, era, yeah. where they had only one winning season. I know. One winning season through all them years. 
It's been long, I, but I, you know what? I was a young kid. I saw. That's why I always go off on Cowboy fans. Not always, but you know the no Super Bowl thing, and I remind them that the NFL wasn't, in, in, you know, wasn't discovered in in 1960. You still have championships before that. Yeah, right. the, the, the Green Bay Packers don't have, you know, all Super Bowls. Most of them are NFL championships. Sure. So the NFL didn't come into existence in 1960. The Cowboys did. So the nonsense about it, Super Bowls, the Eagles don't have any Super Bowls. They don't have Super Bowls. They have NFL championships. And to not count those is ridiculous. No, I know. but To not count those as championships is ridiculous. It's, it's, no, it is ridiculous. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, a team like this in this kind of market, I mean, yeah, by now, Super Bowl. Totally you should have won a Super Bowl. You should have won a Super There's Bowl. There's no doubt about it. They should have won the Super Bowl in 81. They were favored over the Raiders. I was there sitting in New Orleans watching that debacle. I still think and I knew it was over early when Kenny King went 80 yards. I'm thinking, uh-oh. Well, think about not just that. I mean, but and I'll say this, and I get crucified for it all the time. But I think the buddy, the buddy Ryan era here was a complete disaster, and was it was the worst thing that possibly ever happened. It didn't. You wasn't the worst. You that cannot happened. not make a Super Bowl with that freaking. I defense. totally agree. You can't do that. Totally agree. You win playoff games. That's what I mean, you Anthony. Can't you can't the, even win a freaking playoff game. The Rams, the Redskins. Yeah. You know, all all you did was they threw a two deep zone against Randall. And he was done. That's yep. it, man. You ru- you ruined Randall Cunningham. You didn't uh, ruin him. No, you, you just, ruined Randall Cunningham. You, you put the shackles him. on. Yeah. You put the shackles on him, but man. He, like he didn't develop him. No, I love Buddy's defense. I did. I loved her. De- I loved his mentality. Incredible defensive coordinator. But what he didn't have, and, and it's mind-boggling, is how could you not have a, an offense coordinator that's going to work with Randall Cunningham? I totally agree. That's going to develop him. Just step aside and go. Okay, listen, pal. You take care of all this. I'll handle this, and let's go win something. Now, that, remember, though, the Bears game and the fog. I mean, there were, there were other extenuating. So I'm not making excuses, but that team should have at least been in a Super Bowl, yes. let alone win one. That's what I, mean. I think no it was doubt a about failure. It. People love Buddy because, again, it's, it's Buddy and everything like I that. I remember the Andy Reid era. They should have won a Super yes. Bowl. Absolutely. Yeah, but 2002, they had, you got to win that. Yeah, they, the were, last, they were loaded. You can't lose the last game of the vet. But the one, thing, the, one thing about, the one thing about Andy, though, and Andy's tenure here, is that every year, aside from the first year or two, but once Donovan made his assurgence into the starting lineup and he, you know, he took the team over, you had a feeling every year you had a shot. You were contending yeah, every year. Yeah, going into year. the season, but you thought that, though, Anthony, you know, it's been, it's been well, we got to wait and see, and we got to find the quarterback and this and that. But for Andy's tenure here, every time they took the field, the Eagles were a contender. They were legitimate no Super Bowl it. contender, man. And that's another team that should have been and should have won it. They were in a Super Bowl. They should have won a Super Bowl. Yeah, you, you have five cracks. I know. Five uh, NFC championship games. Yep. You got to win one. That's exactly. You got to win it. one Super so Bowl. So they had two legitimate runs with two legitimate teams. You know, the Randall Cunningham era. The, the Philly should have won another World Series. Absolutely. But at least they won one in 08, yeah. so it's not ancient history yet. Well, the problem is they had Cliff Lee there and nothing else to help him. And, and Cole Hamels is coming back on the, you know, the, on the award tour from the year before. All right, but 10, 2010, it's Doc. You, you got to win that. You lost Absolutely. to the Giants. You remember that game? Absolutely. You series, right? You lose to the Giants. We were there. And, and then the Cardinals. And you lost to the Cardinals. Abanez with the error. He dropped that ball in, in, in the... In, in San Francisco? You're giving me don't, nightmares don't now. Don't forget Chris Carpenter absolutely went out and dueled that night. Ah, he was outrageous. He threw, like, what was he, three hit balls yeah. or something like that? It was incredible, man. You're killing me, Jim. You're killing me, man. Jim, we need to go to break, man. I, I know, John, because I was... I've been all to these... <laughs> Every time we talk to Jim, he brings up old shit and we get all pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you might be the archivist, but you're an asshole. No, no, no wait. No, Jim always worried. brings up the good times. No, I love him. I love the him. problem is there aren't that many good times. I love him. I love him. <laughs> I know. Jim, take Jim, care, buddy. We'll talk to you thank soon. Thank you so much, Jim. We're going to go to break. Uh, Let me give Jim a roaring round of applause here, first of all. I got it right here. Bye. Nice to talk to you, Jimmy. It's great, Jim from Cheltenham, the official archivist of my life. He's, I, 
it's uh, absolutely amazing. That was I a mean, great clip. Yeah, he has every week he calls in with everything. Every single show that Tony has ever done, except for maybe like Except 10. my George Carlin show. I can't find the that George one. The George Carlin show and the 9-11 show this are guy, the only two that are missing. The two most important shows that I've ever done, I don't have on tape. I've asked, I've asked Tony. I said, Tony, what's, what's the, the, you know, the, your favorite ever call-in? or the, one of Because you've met so many people and talked to so many people. What was your favorite one? I mean, I mean this guy's interviewed Ali, for Christ's sake. And he goes, George Carlin calling into my show. Wow. Out of the blue. Out of the blue. Just randomly, like a random like just calls Tell in. me the story. Let's so do the more. Well, no, we're going we'll to right. save this uh, we'll for when break. we get back because we're having a few technical issues that we're going to we fix while, while we're... Yeah, we're still it. running. Anthony's fault. Everything's we're still... Everything. We're going to blame St. Servetus again. <laughs> tripping wires. Is that what, what it is? I think we were talking about the saint and, you know, he wasn't too happy about it. you my feet? My feet hurt now. You're all right. Don't worry. I think I got plantar fasciitis just in so that we're last gonna, segment. We're going to come right back. Fasciitis. Uh, go potty. Go get a snack. We'll be back so we in five wine. minutes. We'll get the wine. We'll get the wine? Yeah, we're going to get wine. And we'll be back. All right. Stay around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Go starts in and now on with the show this is how we do it we have uh coming up this hour nevada is running out of weed Oh, I saw that. Nevada is running out of yes. weed. Still plenty of peyote, though. They're not running out of hookers. They're not running They're out of, of short generators. They're not running out of escorts that will come to your room. They're running out of weed. That's an outrage, man. Anthony Gargano's with us. Outraged at this story as well. It's unbelievable, Tony. Did you How hear this story? How in the world could they be running out of weed? This is an outrage. It is an outrage. I mean, it grows like a freaking weed. It Hello? is a weed. It is a weed. <laughs> oh, no, you know what happened? They, uh, they, they legalized uh, marijuana in Nevada, and they, they did it. They voted on it, and it went into effect on July 1st of this year. So it's just this month, a right. couple weeks. It sold out, right? Yeah, but the problem was they don't have enough dispensaries. Right. And so... Is there, like, lines around the corner and stuff? The, the governor has declared a state, not a state of emergency, a statement of emergency. Because if a state of emergency is reserved for natural disasters only. You know, earthquakes, uh, typhoons, all that other stuff. But a statement of emergency because the recreational marijuana regulations have caused such a mass of humanity to descend upon the fuse of dispensaries that they don't have any weed to sell people. You know what happened? The liquor stores in, in uh, Vegas, they won in on the action. But there's only a certain number of, of dispensaries that applied to become dispensaries and the liquor stores are like, hey, we're everywhere. It's going to be sooner or later. You'll be able to go buy weed in the 7-Eleven. Sure. In the state. Yeah, why not use us right now? You can right buy it right now. out back yeah. right now. Right. I mean, just sell yeah, it front. Know, They sell everything at the counter anyway, right? They sell all that uh, yeah. stuff. That's, Papers uh, and everything else. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, distribution. I've never went to a tobacco store and bought a bomb <laughs> yeah. to smoke tobacco out of. Exactly. No. The distribution issue is the center of a legal fight between the state and the Nevada's liquor industry which sued to get into the weed business with them. So they've appealed it to the Supreme Court, the liquor people. The problem is 
uh, the, the business community put all this money in to build the dispensaries to get these people who know what they're doing to run these dispensaries, and the guys who are running these liquor stores don't have any training, and they're like, you know, it's just going to just, you know, hey, what do you want? A nickel bag here. So that's what's going on. There's a fight. The people who spent all this money for the dispensaries don't want the, the, the medical marijuana people. And they don't have enough money just for the dispensaries, exactly. let alone for the liquor stores. So uh, if, there's, if you see a big truck going down the, uh, the strip tonight, <laughs> you're listening in Las Vegas. That ain't just the girls. We know the bull boys that go up and down the street. Girls coming to, girls to your room, direct to your room. You'll be seeing tractor trailers. You'll be seeing Cypress Hill running down the street, Luis. Yeah, All right, brother. Give me a little Cypress Hill if you, you can find it. Yeah, I need a little Cypress Hill. You know what I need? I need to hear George Carlin's story. All right, I want to hear a little Cypress Hill. Give me just a taste of this. What song do they sample here in this song? Oh, oh. Pulp Fiction, too. It's the son of a preacher man. Yeah. That's right. It's Dusty yeah. Springfield, son of a preacher yes. man, that they sample in hits from the bong, Cypress Hill. Those guys, uh, yeah, yes. uh, what's the name? There was only one truck I heard when I was younger. When I heard this truck, I went running. <laughs> I was all an ass, bro. To go to him or away from him? Both. <laughs> depends. It depends. No, here in South Philly, I used to come down the street when I was a kid. And it would At come dinner down time. 4.30 Mom, in the my, my mom's got my money. My mom's got my money. Hold on. 4.30 in the afternoon, my mom would scream in Italian, Disgraciados, <laughs> dinner time. You know, because they would come at 4.30, and then you'd go out and want an ice cream. And you wouldn't eat the disgraciados. If you want to job, And all these other things she would say. No, my mom would never say vafangulo. No, never. Not Mama Bruno. I have heard her curse, though. She doesn't use that kind of man. No, she doesn't, she doesn't say the Lord's name in vain, but no, she no, does no. say other stuff. No, she doesn't use the hard language. You use worse language than my mother, Robin. In English. Robin never curses <laughs> except in front of my mother. That's not true. All of a sudden, like she's in front of my family or like my mother especially, she drops the F-bomb in front I of my did. mother. I, I never did. Dropped I, did. I did. She I does felt... all the time. I what seriously... was the context? But you know, when like sometimes you... About <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it was not that. You know how, like, You're sometimes just sitting the around. F word just becomes part of your vocabulary? I, I use the F word when we anybody. Were working, when but we I were... know, like, it's when you're on the radio or when you're around your mother, right. you don't see, drop it. Right. See, now here's the thing. Like, I learned when you're, when you're performing, I cleaned up my act. But outside, I just... You just let it fly. I just let it fly. And... No, you don't. Was, you don't do it around children. Not, you do it around my mother only. It seems. No, <laughs> unfor- There was a time period where I it, it had gotten it gotten a little bit much, and I was around your mother, and I said it. I remember the very very clearly the first time I did it. I didn't even realize I said it. Like you know, it was just, uh, la, 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 la. and Tony looked at me like, oh, I can't believe you said that around my mother, and I went, Oh my God, I did. Now, did she I, hear you? Oh, yeah. And I felt like I had to go wash my own mouth out. Yeah, yeah. So. Did, you, did, you, did you say, I'm sorry? Did you no. make note of yes, it? Yes, I did. I totally apologize. Disgrace. As my mom would say. Disgrace. No, but then she says she mixes the English and the Italian. Disgrace. Disgrace. But it's okay because your mom loves me. Yes, she does, even though you use profanity around her. But Robin did take a sofa apart and bring it downstairs, so I got to give her that. She's unbelievable. She brought the sofa bed to downstairs. We got it. We had to take the windows out to get it in. 
and unfortunately, we couldn't get it down the steps because it didn't fit. And then poor Luigi breaks his wrist last week Spring. trying to push it down the steps. We, we ripped the fabric. We ripped the leather. And then we spent two days taking this thing apart, pulling out the staples, taking the upholstery off, taking this, the wood apart, and, and basically took the thing in half before we could get it down the steps. And then we reconstructed it in the basement yesterday. You did? Yeah. Yep. You are. It's amazing because when I came over a couple of weeks ago, and I saw what you did in this house. Like, you're true. Like, you got the genes. Like, I don't know what happened. I, I don't have the genes. You don't have I, I can't no. fix nothing. I can't break Two Italians who can't do anything. No, I no skill. Wait, you can, you can, no. like, you can use a screwdriver. No, no, no. no. I'm oh, useless. Man. I'm useless, Bob. Wait a minute. I hate to do it to no, both of no, you, no. man. Wait, 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 wait. I, I theory because I've seen it happen now with Luigi. What? Luigi didn't know how to do any of this. No, none of it. But within a very, very short time period under Tony Bruno's tutelage, he picked it up. It's obviously so it's in, in there. The it's in it's, there. Yeah, it's you just got to wait. I have a feeling that if you were under Tony Bruno's tutelage for a very short period, it would just come out of you. It, it, would, okay. it would just come out. I'm hanging drywall. All of a sudden, you'd I'm be laying doing pipe this. on a regular. Yes. Well, I mean, you should I mean, see it, bro. Mean, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Not anymore, but he <laughs> was <laughs> back then. I'm still ahead, bro. I'm still ahead. I have a feeling you were you were okay at laying pipe ahead of that. Believe me. I'm a goddamn mason when it comes to We got to do this George Carlin story. I've told it before, though. No, I need to hear it. I didn't hear it. So I'm doing a a morning show in LA on uh, this was Sporting News, and I'm in Santa Monica in the studio, and we're on the station, and then all of a sudden my producer says, There's a guy on the phone who says he's George Carlin. I said, Is it really George Carlin? He said, Yeah. I said, Does he want to come on the air? I said, I said, Can you? We're right by ready to go into break. I said, Let me come. Oh, no, we were in a break. I said, let me come in and see if it's him. I'll pick up the phone. I pick it up, and it was George Carlin. I said, wow, what are you doing calling the show? He says, I just wanted to tell you, man, I love the way you think. I love your mind. You're amazing. I listen to a lot of radio. I'm like, holy George shit. Carlin George that? Carlin's saying this to me. That's cute. And That's I said, a victory. I know. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's a genius. This guy's one of the greatest comic yes. minds of all time. So I said, uh, he said, I really, I said, listen, I said, George, would you come on the air, man? I'd love to talk to you. I got to go. We're coming out of a break. I'd love to talk. He said, absolutely. So I come out of the Get break, out. I put him on the air, and he goes through the whole story again. You know, I know you're a neighbor of mine. I live in Venice. You live in Venice. We got to get together for lunch. I just want to tell you, man, I listen to a lot of radio people, and there's something about the way you think in your mind. It's really, I'm like, holy crap. If you think my mind is good, and you're George Carlin? And so and then so he, he gave me his number. We had lunch, and then he said, I want you to come to one of my tapings down at Long Beach of my, one of my HBO specials. And it was the next to the last one that he ever did before he died. And so he did a show on death. I don't know if you remember that HBO yes, show. Yes, yeah, 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 so yeah. So he got me tickets, me and my yeah. woman I was dating at the time, and he put us in a second row. Unfortunately, it was not ta- me. Of the HBO Damn taping. It. And then after the show, he says, come, I want you to come backstage and meet my family. I go backstage. He, I mean, he couldn't have been nicer. He couldn't have been a nicer guy. And I was like in awe because this guy is an yeah, absolute a legend. legend. Brilliant. I, I met like one of my favorites. Name the if, not my, if not my favorite. Yeah, he's you know, a godfather comedy. You, you know, I've been fortunate to be in this business like you have where you get to meet a lot of people. But you know, you never know. Who, that's one of the things. You never know who's listening. And here's George Carlin listening to a morning show, and a national show, but in L.A., and you never know who's listening. He says, I listen to a lot of radio guys, and I like to listen to people and men and women on radio, and, you know, and I'll listen a little bit and hear what they have to say. And he says, but the way you think, man, is like, is really good, and I, unfortunately, I never got the copy of the tape of that show because oh, I'd love to have that. Oh my god! And I took some so pictures did he, with. 
So one of the greatest riffs of all time is when he talks about baseball. Oh, right? absolutely like, no. He's... There's the whole thing about f- the the the, the, ver- the what we use the verbiage mm-hmm. for sports. Yeah, no, anything he does. I mean, I've seen pretty much every one of his specials, every one of his TV shows. I mean, I go back no, to the he, hippy dippy weatherman days when he used to go on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson back in the early days. So the fact that I got to know George Carlin and became friends with him in the last couple of years of his life was an honor, man. It's one of the so what was it like? Uh, like you're just, uh, you went to lunch with him in yeah. Venice, and he would sit at home and write every day. He would write comedy routines. He has he has a book signed by George Carlin to Tony. He signed an autographed a book for him, and it says um, it's the one. Uh, when will Jesus bring the pork chops? You know that book? Yes. And he gave me he signed me a copy of it. And, and I'll, on the I'll, front, I'll, I'll, I'll I, we, don't, we have it put away. Well, we, I don't have well, it. Out. It's a, qu- a direct quote. It's still packed away in a box somewhere, but it's a direct quote, and it says in the front cover, it says. No, it's a picture of you know George Carlin at the Last Supper. Yeah, and yeah. The yeah. title of the book is yeah. "When Will Jesus Bring the Pork Chops?" And then in the in the first page, he signed it. What did he write, Robin? I don't want to say this because you have the bad mouth. Yeah, he goes, "Fuck you." No, no, he <laughs> no, says, no, wait. "Dear Tony, go fuck yourself." Oh, go or fuck yourself. Like yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. No, 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 I actually no, write that on all his birthday cards. I'm giving a direct quote from. It's George a direct Carlin. quote from yes. George Carlin. So most you know. people who sign their books to me, like uh, Tom Arnold. Wrote some nasty stuff in his book to me, yeah. too. Something like that. Here, Tony, get bent. Get bent. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, He's a that's character. Who, Tom? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Tom's a great guy. Tom is such a and nice guy. he married nice a Philly guy. girl, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't want to sound, I don't want to be name-dropping on this show here, but the, that's, that's, you know, because I've done this for such a long time. No, but I lo- I, there's I, I so many I things that, that I don't remember. I love the stories. The story about the George Carlin story, to me, is still the one of all the, the stuff that I've done, interviewing presidents and athletes, and Olympics, you name it, Super Bowls, MVPs. But when George Carlin calls in out of the blue it's on your so radio random. Show, it's so random. I know. Man. Yeah, but you're, you're talking about... One of the most, like, the iconic creative yeah. minds. Absolutely. Like. Well, I Absolutely. think it's different, like, when, if, if you seek the person out because they're your hero and you admire them and you're like, oh, my God, look who it is, and then you go to them, that's one thing. And, they, and they're nice to you. That's another thing. But when they, your no, hero, the, yes. reaches out to you, it's like, oh, my God. I hear you. I hear you, too. No. <laughs> so, oh, it's that, funny. That, that, so my, one of my regrets is I don't have that interview on tape. And that's something I wouldn't play just for other people to hear, but something I'd like to have, you know, for my own oh, you should. You, you should. That, that's something that you should have. It's funny you bring up um, AI and you, you put that drop. <laughs> because meeting people, right? Okay. The idea of meeting people that you love. Mm-hmm. So I have a buddy of mine, Joe Ben. Joe Ben Vignati. So Joe Ben is like a kid. Who lo- he loved Iverson, and so he, he, I said, you know, I'm not. I'm going to do you a favor, and I'm not going to introduce you to him because you, he will destroy. It's going to ruin the image he's had. He okay. will destroy any love that you ever had for AI. Like AI is a perfect example. So I have a mother buddy of mine, Ace, a little Angelo. So little Angelo. <laughs> That's the thing about Italian guys. All their buddies, you never call them by their real no. names. So, because. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. so Ace. By the way, you know I never referred to, growing up, I never call anybody cuz. That's what's surprising, because everybody thinks everybody calls everybody else cuz. Now, that came later, too. <laughs> right? Like, that, that came, the cuz thing came later. Did you used to call everybody cuz growing was, up? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I remember that being used, and I used it at, like, I remember hearing it. In the, we used to stay at this bar called Joe Malone's Bar. It was on 18th and Rittner. So it was the first bar 
I remember going in there, cheese. I was 14 years old. Like, we go to the pool table, and I would hear those guys use the word cause. They call each other cause. Oh, cause. Oh, cause. Cause, 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 cause. And so, like, I would mimic it. And when I went to New York, I was, every once in a while, I'd drop a cause in there, just as a personality flair. But Ace says that, so he was really good friends with Pat Croce, like, like we were. Yeah. And we used to go on the road sometimes with the Sixers. Now, Ace is born and bred. South Philly. He he's never been on an airplane that wasn't a, a private jet. He's been on, only because of Pat got him on the trip. <laughs> so he gets AI a Yankees hat. So he sees going on a trip with him, and he gives AI the cap. He goes, he goes. I went to Lids on South Street. Cost me like forty dollars this hat. <laughs> he goes, I give him AI the hat, and AI goes, Why you couldn't get it fitted? <laughs> Just like that. Couldn't get it fitted. Couldn't get it fitted. You had an AI snapback? Yeah. Can't do that back right. then. You can't do that back right. then. Exactly. I didn't even know wow. Lid sold for snapbacks. Well, it, they do now, but oh, back then it was all about fitted hats, man. Yes. It was all about fitted. Yeah. You couldn't get it fitted. It was hysterical. But that, well, the AI was he. He was the most amazing figure. But he had no. He didn't want to talk to you. He didn't talk to anybody. Like I a, remember the stories oh. at Fridays up on City Line Avenue. He would go in there all the time. And hula hands. And hula hands. Yeah, in those places. Well, no, the, 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 one of the greatest stories ever was they were they were waiting for a flight, and they're out of you, when you fly privately at a PHL, you're flying out of Atlantic Aviation, right? right? So you're they're in Atlantic Aviation waiting to for the go ahead. There's weather issues, so so AI sent somebody out to go get uh, chicken. So they're going to get, like, buckets of chicken. Buckets of chicken. And they're <laughs> waiting. some chicken. Right. You think they're getting a three-piece meal? That's right. So Two-piece and a biscuit, huh? They get bu- buckets of chicken. <laughs> and they start playing Monopoly for real money. I heard this story. You know, I, 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 I tell you, you must have heard from me because I I've, I've heard about I've heard about the, the, the players actually playing Monopoly with real yes. money. I've heard about this. They would play real money. They yep. play Monopoly for real money. That is crazy. Yes. And they're, they're not real playing. properties. They're still buying fake properties, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, what happens weather, all of a sudden, it's like the pilot goes, yo, we're cleared. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So then the haste, AI was winning, and he stuck the cash in a chicken bag. <laughs> Right? That's so gangster right so, now. So <laughs> there was like 30 grand in a chicken bag, like KFC bag. That's awesome. And the next thing you know, guy's cleaning up. He finds the cash. AI took the chicken bones. <laughs> what a moron. No, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so the guy runs out. Like they're getting ready to, to board up, like bring up the jetway, the whole thing. And, hey, hey, I got AI's money. And he brings the KFC bag with the cash. And he takes the bones back, not even a dollar tip. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. sick, Aww. man. You know what that yeah. is, don't you? It's an outrage. Yes, yeah, it is. You got like that was a violation on AI. Yeah, I gotta, hey, gotta throw him a couple. You, you know. gotta duke him. You gotta throw him a couple bones, not real yeah, yeah, bones. bones. Throw me a bone, not a bone. You but it was funny. But he was, he was a character. Like AI was oh, a yeah. character. I really, but I still don't one understand of the, most the not tipping players it. in this city. No, I lo- like, and, and I don't mean to be disparaging. Like certain guys just aren't going to. Because he, if you look, if you think about it, he viewed you with with side eye. Because he didn't, he was distrustful people. Okay. And I, like you would be distrustful too, right? If you you're a superstar and you don't know what they want, everybody wants in my pocket. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. Everybody so wants to glom on. Exactly. Well, it's not just that because you haven't seen an honest face ever come up there. Everybody's all smiling and happy. Right. You haven't seen one honest. So I get, face. like, I totally understand where he was coming from 
with that whole mentality yeah, of being but, distrustful. But listen, if someone's coming to me shaking a bag of chicken, I'm going to stop and see what they have to say. Right. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you. I don't care what's in the bag. i got to see what's great, in there. You know what I mean? It's a great story, though. It's a chicken boat. <laughs> that is an unbelievable story. By the way, we, uh, we did, Robin, Miss Robin did contact... Uh, Oh, contact Rico, Rico Bronia. Bronia. Yes. And as I suspected, he's working. He says, hi, Miss Robin. I definitely would, but I'm scouting a game, All-Star Eastern League game, in progress. Please uh, say hi to Ant from me. Great dude, Rick, as he calls himself. Wow, Rico that's amazing. You know what this is? This is just an excuse for me to come back. Exactly. Because we got to plan it with, with Rico. Exactly. we got to get one Rico's in town because he comes to the Philly area a lot. You know, his family. Uh, <laughs> Ed Sharkey said, that's LaShawn McCoy's tipping style right there. Oh. Brother. That's pretty good. <laughs> Shady as shit. It's amazing, though, how celebrities, when they're cheap or don't tip, everybody knows it, right? How because- can you not, though? I mean, you have to, right? I mean, if you're, if you're a, a player, you got to tip, right? Yeah. you you, you got to be a sport, right? Isn't the whole thing about being a sport? Is tip. Yeah, exactly. you make you, a lot you, of you're, money. You're the big yeah, shot. You know, you go me. in. You got to. If the bill's a thousand, you right. got to leave a thousand, kind of thing. Like you kind of no, have, have to leave. No, a you do because when you walk in the room the next time, everybody comes around and remember you again. You, you're all. It's all about just well, getting you, love. You, and who's the ultimate guy to do that? Sinatra. Charles. Well, so, oh, Charles. Yeah. Barkley, yeah. Well, no, Charles, no, I'm talking about old been. school. Sinatra would give a guy, uh, you know, back in the day when a hundred dollars was a lot of money. Sure. Just to take his hat, you know, at the door. You know, just a guy to show him a table, give him 100 bucks. I think anybody that's making, you know, halfway good money, if you don't, I mean, you hear it all the time about people that don't leave bills. Like, like, I used to wait tables, um, and my kids, certainly, they put their, my son right now, currently putting his way through college, waiting tables at Helium uh, Comedy Club. And I hear the stories all the time about people that don't, they, they like, just stiff you on a tip. And I'm like, how, in but this day and age, you know why people know about it now? Because the people who work hard in these restaurants, they when put they these see people on blast, man, absolutely. And then they blast them. Yeah. They go and, on and Twitter. And, they and rightly too. so. I'm sorry. As long as it's <laughs> legit. Now, there are people who are out yeah. to try to rip, you know, try to dis, you know, disparage people's names. by, And then we've seen these with the fake stuff, and it wasn't really a bad tip. It was just a separate check or something. But for the most part, if you're, if you're, if you're a notorious bad tipper, People are going to find out. All right, let, let's examine the, some of the rules real quick because when I, a couple things I don't get. If I go to a drive through Starbucks, you don't tip. Them. What's well, the rule? No, you don't Keep t- the change, maybe leave them a buck if you want to, I guess. A drive through? Drive through, they're not really doing well, that. Well, actually, much, no. Right? Here's, the only, here's the way I see it. If they have the cup out there that says tips accepted, it's almost like they're throwing at, like, you know, we're allowed to receive a tip. So, you're, you know, you can give us one. It's like, you, I don't know. You reach, you give them, the, keep the change, you give them a buck or whatever. It's fine. But, but if there's no, if there's no, no, if, if there's no cup out there that says we're accepting tips, I don't think you have to. I don't think like Chick Fil A is a perfect example. If anybody del- deserves a tip, it's the people who work in that place. Oh my God, they are the They're nicest. They're the greatest people. people. They my are. kids love that place. We go and there I- all the time. And they, yeah, that's the and, they d- and they deliver to your table. They will give They'll you a number, and, you a and they give you and refills. They deserve tips. And they, they, don't, are, have, they yeah. don't have tip jars out there. No. And those, those kids in there, those people in there work their butts off. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that because the, my kids, every Tuesday, it's Chick-fil-A day. And they... Can't have it on Sunday. They, right. Well, <laughs> well, right. Not open. And... Well, they well, Danny, the Danny Lopez is the manager. Yeah. There. We know oh my the God, Danny the Lopez. He's the nicest guy. He's they're one the of the greatest. managers there. Yeah. He's and awesome. They, it's the every, best fast food chain in America. The, every order's right. Every order's right. Yeah. And every, they're and they're all nice. They're all happy. They're happy yeah. to be there. It's always. I've never been into Chick Fil A no. that it's not clean. Yeah. The bathrooms are clean. They work hard and they treat their employees amazing. Like I've talked to several employees, they have an amazing um, uh, scholarship program. And by the way, I will never tip at Starbucks. No, 
They're getting paid. Aren't they getting good money? Well, let, me, let me ask you this one. Pops. got to be a goddamn chemist what, to be a brewer. What the hell, man? So if you go to water ice. So you go to John's Water Ice, you have to tip? What, wait, do you? I mean, pops. If there's a jar out there, if there's, there's a, there's a jar out there, yeah. pretty much tell You them. always throw a dollar for the kids. You put, yeah. See, you no, I think that there's a difference because, like, if you are a legit server, then you get a salary that is way less than minimum wage. I understand. And a kid working at a water ice stand. They're getting minimum they're wage. They're getting minimum wage. Right. And so I they're actually getting more than a server. But what about server. if like, I go pick up, I go down here to Stogie Joe's, right? I order a uh, Stromboli. You got to pick it up from the boot. bartender? I go pick it's it great, up. That Stogie Joe's Stromboli is a great Phenomenal. Stromboli. Now, do you tip when you're picking up a takeout order? Yeah, I always look, no. I, no, I yeah. always do. Yeah. Do you really? No. Yeah. Here, here, here's, I don't think so. Here, here's, I always here's the rule with that. If you're going to the kitchen to pick it up, no. If you're going to the bar and the bartender's to stop what they're doing no. to come take care of you, then you tip the bartender. Because there's no takeout area. You leave them a buck or two. So yeah, you yeah. You yeah but, that, but certain establishments are different. Like you walk in and there's like... You Stokey Jersey, you go to the, the bar. Uh, yeah, then I asked. So I said, yeah. "Hey, I'm here to pick up an order because there's no like takeout window." The one, right. the, the biggest, the and biggest then the waitress goes in the back and brings yeah. it out to me. And then if it's like twenty seven dollars, I give her thirty, and I say, yeah. "Keep." It. That's what I mean. If, if someone else throw twenty percent tip, but all she did was carry it out from right. the kitchen. But right. Tony, if you're not, is right. If you're not going to a counter itself to go pick up your food, if if, the, if there's just the person from the counter is handing your food, you don't have to tip. If someone right. else has to physically stop what they're doing to go cater to you and bring you your food to you, you should give them a buck or two. I gave him three bucks. The, the yeah, biggest, the biggest jerk move is not tipping delivery guy. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And there's people that do it. I swear, I say, I'm not tipping them. They get paid, whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. If you're, if you're that, go pick it up your damn self. Yeah, no, you're right. Because they're not putting, you, you got to put, you got to help put, you know, put a two uh, bucks delivery in the guy, yeah. delivery, guy delivery guy does like triple duty because not yes. only are, don't they get paid very much because they rely mostly on their tips just like a waiter or a waitress, but they're putting their life on the line when they're out there on the road yes. and they, so they are they they have money cash in hand so oftentimes i mean they're they're vulnerable out there oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've delivered i've delivered you know when i was younger and it was I've, i had a couple hundred hours on me all the time going to some rough neighborhoods and yeah. you never know what's going to happen i'll tell you what's right. going to be the worst delivery job ever what what do you got when they start delivering weed to house oh shit <laughs> you want to talk about people getting jacked <laughs> left and right are they you seriously going to do happen. delivery you don't think they're going to do delivery once it becomes <laughs> recreational <laughs> Yeah, even but even the phone lines, six pack. Even the lit. Won't be lit. The phone lines are going to be lit. Tony, I'll tell you that. No, no think about it this way. No, they're never going to have. Yes, they are. No, they aren't. They don't have like delivery cigarettes and delivery alcohol. Yes, they do. You can when you order a pizza, you can get a six pack to go. Right? Why wouldn't to they, go, why wouldn't they but deliver not weed? delivered? Why wouldn't they deliver? You weed? cannot have a six pack delivered to your house. If you order from a pizza place that has c- carry out service. They'll bring you beer too. I don't know. Really? You get a quarter Schmitz, uh, I think. Or, 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 I Schmitz. don't know, Johnny. They'll, they'll, they'll send wow, you a quarter Schmitz. Or, or, that just takes me back. <laughs> <laughs> so, my grandmother used to say to me, she'd give me, speaking of tipping, she would give me 80 cents. And she would say, go across the street, go go to Joe's, I want to burp. And she would want to burp. So, she would go get a quarter, I thought burp. She'd get a quarter beer. She would go, Put a, give a quarter to Joe Malone, which was like fifty-five cents for the court and twenty-five cents tip. And we used to, I used to go to, I was ten years old, grab my grandmother a quarter of beer. That's beautiful. They, we should still see do now. That. Tip. Now Mike Dellen here checks in on Facebook. Says next thing will, be, next thing will be we need to tip the toll booth fella. Now you don't have to tip the toll booth. No, guy. you don't have you to tip I mean? the toll booth fella. 
The toll booth guys, that's a cool move. That's like the public grand. Well, there aren't any more yeah, of them. The they're all like, yeah. I, with the easy pass, I never yeah. see the toll booth guys anymore. I never ordered a brandy wasn't a cordon bleu. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Wouldn't you so, love, seriously, wouldn't I you have love people- to have like a lot of money and just make everybody's day? Oh, like, yeah. Walk around like Santa Claus. Yeah. Like, this would be the greatest thing ever. Like, like, I never understood. If you're worth, just if you have true wealth, like if I'm Jeffrey Lurie. He's got a few money, basically. Yeah. I, right. I, yeah. I'm doing once, and it's, it's selfish reasons because I want to feel good about myself. But I want to go around. And Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just duking yeah, everybody. Exactly. Oh, you're an Eagle fan. Here you go. Here's a 50 spot. Yeah. Right. Now we have people right. checking in. Go get a case in. on me. Right. You know and what I mean? Go get a case. Right. right. I, I got you. And I'm. Do you love that? Sure. I am you like a Robin wrong. Hood, basically. Right. I I I am completely wrong. All these people are checking in. Jonathan Grove says, Drizzly delivers beer, liquor, and smokes. I told you, Robin. Ed you can get Sharky anything delivered. Get some facts and come back and see. Beer distributors deliver. Uh, Robert Edward, beer distributors deliver. Joel Bartol- Bartolomeo says, beer and wine is delivered in Philly. And then Steve Geiger, Go Puff, delivers beer. Yes. Who knew? I did. Everyone here well, but you. Well, obviously, we don't You've have never secret. sat there one night going... Man, I just need a pack of Marlboro Lights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. I go for a 40 of St. Ives right now. You know what I'm saying? A little crooked eye. I can go for a little crooked eye right now. Bring me a Colt 45 right now, baby. I'm going all school. <laughs> you oh. ever meet Billy D? Lando Calrissian. Yeah, I met Billy D. Williams. Yeah, I know of you course did. you did. What happened? At the Playboy Mansion. Oh, of course at the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> did it work every time? Was he cool? Was he really cool? Yeah, he's a cool guy. The other guy, I don't want to talk about people that aren't cool. Okay, but I have to tell you that. That was probably one of the coolest places to go was the Playboy Mansion. Was it real? Robin it got was to go really. To, I took her to the Playboy Mansion twice. So because we, we did this big event, Tony hosted. He was one of the celebrity hosts of a special fundraiser event, and so we the original visit. Now Tony had been there several times before. But this was my first. time. I've been there so for like, like amazingly mid, cool midsummer's night uh, pajama party and all that stuff. Get out! Yeah. yeah. So so we go there I got during the day of me in the with to do wearing like hideous uh, pajamas, pajamas and, and, and sandals. sandals. It's so funny. Luigi because you never saw these pictures. I hate to no, do it to the, him, man. The I hate to do it to me. I hate to do it to you. Well, I post everything, and you didn't see these. Playboy Regarding that particular photo, I it's hysterical I because Tony's down in the grotto wearing these pajamas and like sandals, and there's a bunch of Playboy bunnies Excuse sitting all me around while him, I whip yeah, looking guys. at him. Like, and there's this one gal specifically that's looking at him all scant, going, "What the hell do you have on your feet?" <laughs> so funny. What were they? What were the sandals? They were stupid. I, I shouldn't have worn the sandals in the grotto. Yeah, it sandals was in the grotto. Stupid, but it was like you know, like the well, old. Like to wear in the gr- you, know, in the you know what it was? It was Nothing. like this. Those, <laughs> <laughs> you know what they are? They're like those old man. Italian slippers. Yeah. They were like, like the, the leather, just the one yeah, yeah, leather yeah, yeah. strap over. What year did yeah. you go? Were you never like Fred Durst and Ralph Macchio? Who were, who were no, 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 no. So <laughs> anyway, we, we did the, the check out uh, like the lay of the land, figuring out where everything was going to go, like the stage and all that. So we get to go there in the day, and we get the complete tour of yeah. The Robin got to see the, the, the mansion during and, the day and at night. Yeah, and then they have like these little cottages outside with their the the playroom. Where they have like all these private rooms and the the, the playroom, which is all like this the where all the guy Cosby the pinball and machines and, and all like, Don't leave the drinks around Cosby, though, man. <laughs> Come on, Cosby and, and all those guys used to go. Like the little, know, what's his name? The uh, playroom. The guy was in beds uh, and mirrors on the ceilings, and I'm I you know we we took tons and tons of pictures, and I'm like. The stories these oh mirrors can tell. Yes. Holy cow. Speaking of stories, there's always good stories coming from 
Down oh, Robin's got to do a Florida update. Florida. Got to segue it in there sometimes. Yeah. We're <laughs> contractually obligated to do a Florida story. We do, we do a Florida update every week. Oh, man. cool. All the greatest stories in the world come from Florida, man. It used to be California, but now it's Florida, you know? Yes, yeah. All well, the we got some problems here in Pennsylvania, too. We got a lot of problems, Holmes. But there is something about... About four kids? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, no, they, they brought the kid in. Now yeah. he's, he's on $5 million bail cash. What's this dude's cash. name? Like Cosmo something? Yeah, it's Cosmo something. But now they, they seized everything, right, Ant? And they uh they just they re they brought him back in, and now he's on he's on bail. But it's five million dollars. Like cash. he comes from money. They already posted the million dollars at the hundred. And all grand. the the property that they're searching is all his the family's property. It's all his family's property. So now yeah. they up the bail up to five million because and it's cash. Got to be cash. Wow, and this there's four crazy. kids for those people around the oh, country listening. These four young men. Yeah, missing. there's two under the age of 18, two over the age of 18, but they're all, like, under 25. Right. It's very sad. And well, uh, we don't know what happened to them. Nobody knows where no, they are. No, but, I mean, at this point. Saturday night, they disappeared Saturday night. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think all four of them disappeared at the same time. It was, like, two disappeared and then right, another right, right, two right, disappeared. Yeah, yeah. That's here in Pennsylvania. Right. But it was within, happening all over the country. I want to say that it was within the last two weeks or so that they no, disappeared. No, it was last weekend. Yeah, no, the, the last two, but the first two disappeared like okay. the week before. Um, well, that's a developing story. Yeah. The Florida but story the hopefully Florida has story a, a happy ending at least. taking place in Port St. Lucie. Oh, you've been to Port yes, St. Lucie. Yes, I have. Port St. Lonesome. Exactly. Port St. Lonesome. <laughs> <laughs> Old friend. Now, is that on the Gulf Coast? Or yes. on the, yeah, that's the Gulf Coast? No, no it's, that's uh, on the, uh, it's on the, just near the Space Coast. Yes. Okay. So uh, the story goes, a Port St. Lucie police officer spotted a suspicious vehicle parking at, at a parking violation involving a Chevrolet Silverado. And, strangely enough, he smelled burned marijuana wafting from the vehicle. And that's a story? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Here's where the story gets interesting, as they say. Investigators say that the passenger, 32-year-old Tice Fields, had a violation of probation against him, so he was taken into custody because he had a warrant out for him. And they found, when they were doing the search of his body, that a bag of marijuana in Mr. Field's groin area. Mm -hmm. Tice stated that he did not know that there was weed on him. Unbeknownst to me. <laughs> in, his, in his pants because he had just changed his underpants. How do you hide it in your underpants? I can understand, like, women hiding it in uh, various places, but it's harder for a guy. But, like, he just changed his underpants, so he was completely clueless as to how it got there. Excuse me while he uh, whips it out. Well, that was supposed to be a sound clip no, right I there. My computer froze up. <laughs> so, anyway, the... Underpants? Like, Sing the underwear song. <laughs> Let's ride out, bro. This is good, man. I've never heard the underwear song. Have you heard this song? No. Yeah. I like it. Where the hell is this song from? Who knows, bro? The, the internet's know. a magical place, Tony. <laughs> but I'm loving this song. I found it today. And this isn't from the Book of Mormon, the magic no, underwear, no. is it? So. <laughs> so. Like. I want to know, like, how, how changing your underwear, how somebody could say, like. How much weed was in his, on, in his crotch? 20 grams. Is that a lot? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, I'm bad what at metrics. What is 20 grams? Is that a nickel bag, a dime bag? Can anybody tell us how much sack. 20 grams <laughs> is? 20 sacks. Like, What's like, 20 you, grams? How much you, is that? Can you hold 20 grams in your fist? Like, I don't is know. Is it bigger? 
I mean, I'm sure that somebody out there in Twitter. I'm world, sure a lot of our pothead listeners are right now. So will tell you how many joints 20 grams. How can much make. is 20 grams of marijuana? Because this is it guy, like a, a tri- now that, you know, it, when you go buy charcuterie or charcuterie? I like say, it. They serve it in grams now. You yeah. know, you go to these restaurants. <laughs> I'd like a two grams of uh, suprasada, please. <laughs> Give but me here, a little 12 grams of uh, Serrano here, ham. Here's my question. So, so let me, let me Serrano just, ham. Let me just pose this That's question. General, what, do you, what do you got over there? You got, you got salami? What do you got? So you get dressed in the morning. Gain. Okay. And you're, you get in your car. And, and you, for whatever reason, have to change your underwear. I never change my underwear, even at home. Why would I change it in a car? How? Unless I'm how? down the lakes making out with some chicks. So yeah. sorry. <laughs> New favorite drop. Where's the damn wine? I'm out of wine. How do you <laughs> behind you, Bo, How do you think that because you changed your underwear, suddenly marijuana shows up in it? You see where this says uh, magic is Mudan, from? That's what it is. You <laughs> see where this zin is from, by the way? Where's it from, bro? Puglia. 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 You know where that's a. Uh, that's northern Italy. It's central, right? Yeah. And you know where uh, Gargano is the region. That's right, a region it, it, in, near Puglia? Yeah, actually, in the region of Puglia is Gargano. Okay, I we did do, not know that. Gargano we a, Massif. We, d- we have a couple people oh, checking yeah. in already saying Danny Dow says good shit in Florida, man. Right, Tony? Um, oh, yeah. Jonathan Grove <laughs> says that equals about three quarter bags. Three quarter bags is five, right. 20 grams? All yeah. you need is one quarter bag. I'm sorry. So, but I'm like, like in your fist, how much, I'm good, how much is drive. 20 grams in your fist? Is that two fistfuls? Is I that don't one? know. I'm not asking you. I'm asking is the people it a quarter? out there. I don't need, I just need a handful. That's why I like a nice handful. Grams. So when That's you buy it. weed now, do you have to be like a chemist? Basically. Basically. I used to buy, when I smoked, which was like 25, 30 years ago, I, I hate weed. By the way, I hate weed. You I don't like the way it smells. I haven't smoked in 20 years. I don't like weed. You know what? It's funny. I'm going to say, wait, like, I just, I like drinking. Me too. Like, I love to drink. I enjoy drinking. I like wine. Exactly. I like gin. See, I can I drink like this. Beer. We, we can I'm drink big for two on t- hours. I, I got huge now, on tequila I like last tequila. year. Oh, I'm huge when on you, tequila. Oh, right have you ever been to one of our the te- te- tequila dinners up at, at Cantina Laredo? No. <gasps> you so have to go up. Does. You oh, have a beautiful you bar. Have, you have no idea, dude. You have to go it's up not. with us to Cantina Laredo when they do that. a tequila dinner. They have a tequila pairing dinner where it's like a four-course dinner. Oh, I love that. And they pair every single section of the meal with a different tequila drink. Oh. It's amazing. I, have you got into uh, mezcal at all? My I son like is really into mezcal. Like I don't mess with the worm too much. We only have the best of vodka right here. Anthony, that, that bottle right there, that is what launched my broadcasting career. I'm not kidding. I went to Tony's second ever podcast, the one he had at his house. In Dockside. At Dockside. And, and he brought a bottle of Vladimir, and we somebody still said, have it. Somebody said, do a shot of it. I stepped up and did a shot. Now, my stomach is still kind yeah, of messed up from it three years later. Percent. This is the worst vodka ever made. That stuff will clean floor. That stuff will clean floorboards, man. That's a great picture too. We Look at that dude. Look at Vladimir. That's Vladdy Daddy right there, yeah. brother. It's Vlad the Impaler, actually. That's who that is. That's not Vladimir Lenin or anything. Yeah. That's Vlad oh, the Impaler. This is funny. You want a headache? And the the Damon Hamilton says Matt Nahagian wants a drug test tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> So this is this is, this is, the this is another this is Have you had? Oh no! This is the this is really really oh, good that's stuff. Nice, look at this. The tequila. That's the uh, that's the uh, so, añejo. So every single time that they do a tequila dinner, it is hosted oh, by a close. different tequila. Uh, Isn't that a beautiful bottle? Brewer beautiful. or, or oh, dis- my God. distillery. Milagro. So this happened. That was one of the the, the Milagro 
distillery gave us now, Luigi, that one. Now, Luigi, you put away a bottle of this in one night, haven't you? No, I put away the, uh, the, um, the Avion yeah. on Yeho, which is about a buck a bottle. Have you guys ever been to Tequila on Locust Street? No. Yes. Which, no, we have not, but we heard that it's fantastic. Okay, you we have will, not been there. I'll been go there. to your dinner. You come to me with you come to dinner with me at, at Tequila. So, a buddy of mine, we doing more. David, <laughs> is Tequila Tequila stopping by? By the way, <laughs> whatever He's happened, popping in with Evan Stone. <laughs> so they have their own. They have their own um, Tequila, right? Brand that's that's national, that's been around and it's really really. Do good. they have mezcal in there too? They have mezcal. They, it's unbelievable. But they have their own brand. It, it's, it's Siempre Azul. Mm. So it's a, and they do the Anheo. They also have the the, the Reposado. Do they have the Reposado? They have the Reposado, which is the with the gold. Yep. And they have a barrel that's an oak barrel that they age this tequila in. It's wow. got a spout. It's in the basement. And so we go down. The oh, basement. you know it's good then. Yeah. And Anything in the, the basement. Spout. is good. Oh, it's the great. We sit there. And he, like, I, he taught me all. My buddy Oscar taught me. Oscar Serrano taught me all about tequila. And you would tilt the glass, and as you see the streaks, if you know yep. the streaks, the legs, the legs, the legs of the, legs of the Come virgin, on, bro, my man, Come on, bro. <laughs> my man, you amateur cuss. Come on, man, Come on, bro. my man, seriously, love that. I can't tell you how many nights. Three o'clock in the morning. In the basement of this restaurant on Locust Street. I've been trying to get with a version. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the lights of the version. Shut up, brother. See, this is, this is, the, is this not fun doing this kind of radio? Oh, I love it. Oh, I absolutely This is the love way it. you're supposed to do radio, man. Well, honestly, like, just listening to the two of you guys together, you have so much in common, and you didn't even know. I just, it's crazy. Well, I haven't written movies. I haven't written screenplays. I mean, this guy's a genius no, compared well, to that. See, that's something no, I never knew Anthony did. I'm a biker I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta admit, I mean, he's probably a little bit smarter than you. No, 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 no. I don't think so. <laughs> I definitely don't think so. The, the, and, and this is why he's so brilliant and so funny. And I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm loving this. This is a really... You know, Harry Mays has been on. Whenever anybody comes on the podcast... Baldy, right? Baldy's Baldi Baldi been on. Yeah. Baldi, well, Baldy came out to the live shows when we did them over at Comedy Sports. Yeah. And everybody yeah. says, they're like, man, if we could do radio like this every day... Oh, my God. It's the greatest thing in the world. I'm having a blast. <laughs> when Harry's come on, we can't get him off the air. Know, he won't leave. He won't like, leave. oh, this is so we, great. I was at Baldy's last night. Oh, did you go over there? Yeah, I went over last night, and so we are plotting last night. <laughs> and um, he now there wasn't the same crowd that was there a couple weeks ago. No, no, no. It was just he and a quiet night. It was quiet night. So he, he's amazing because he could do. He had these steaks coming from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. These ribeyes that were like four inches thick. Were they tomahawks? So wait, the night before he does the tomahawks, <laughs> and last night he did the ribeyes. <laughs> Who could you do steak? Amazing. Steak? No, like only a caveman. Like, Baldy, yeah, like, only a true... I go, dude, you're a true man. But you know... Like, I can't he's a meat. Like, he's a real you know, meat. You know what, he though? Is, he yeah. works out with his oh, trainer, Andrew Hurst, who is, like, the most amazing personal trainer ever. Oh, my God. Are you, are you serious? He Baldy looks better now than when he was playing. But I need to go see Andrew. You need to see Andrew. Andrew is... Not, like, trying to get in shape. Absolutely like phenomenal. Like me. Andrew used Andrew to train used me. To, was, Tony worked out Before with Before I too. basically gave up on my life. I told you I helped, but you don't want to help. Though, man. I told no, you I, Andrew, I can't everything hurts now. Andrew's I can't do amazing. anything anymore. Yeah, I'm you physically can. shot. Uh, no, Baldy's like Baldy nah, said Baldi's he goes, I've never been in such great shape. I'm going to get a crew together to climb Mount Fuji. 
He did Everest. He, he did Everest he already. Did Everest. He did Kilimanjaro. He just he just recently a couple years ago he did Kilimanjaro. So he's gonna do no, Mount I thought, Fuji. I think he did. Uh, he's doing Mount Fuji. Yes. Wow. Not on Glow. Not the original Mountain Fuji. Who was no? That was Mountain Fiji on. Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Remember that show on Saturday morning? You know what, though? I mean, strangely enough, I think I could climb easier than I could do a marathon. You the couldn't m- even, you never even did uh, in Scottsdale. Uh, no, but I've climbed, and I've, I've gone backpacking. Camelback before. Mountain. That's just because I hate the freaking heat. But I, <laughs> I mean, but are you going to climb in the freezing cold? Where you no, like, like I'm not I've, I've, I've done, blood. I've done backpacking before, where I've done, you know, like I had fifty. Yeah, we're pounds not talking my... about rappelling. Have you ever done bl- backpacking? Yeah, you have. Oh yeah, I've done everything, man. I haven't gone to like Nepal or uh, Kilimanjaro, but I. You want to talk about backpacking? I went to Frankfurt Public School, brother. That's oh. backpacking right there, man. All right. That's backpacking. Yeah. Northeast, you kidding you me? You want to get through something? <laughs> no, speaker. I just heard. You know, I heard Tony Dance is a freaking teacher at North at Northeast uh, high, yeah. high School. Yeah, really? Tony Dance is like, yeah, yeah, an English teacher or something yeah. over there now. I didn't know that? Yes, imagine? that would be really cool to have him as a teacher. It would? Yeah, I think so. Who's the boss? <laughs> Who's the boss? <laughs> Who's the boss? No, I know Alyssa Milano so ain't the boss anymore. Nope. I've done the whole backpack, like, you know, where you have the 40 pounds on your yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere. I'm, I'm a sleeping I'm carry a, bag. You're, and you're your a camper? I can do any. I can go out and survive in the middle of nowhere. Get the hell out no, of I here. No, I couldn't do, like, naked and afraid, though, because I wouldn't eat bugs and stuff. The hell with that. See, but, but I, I have. Be I, like, <laughs> I, I hiked to 12,000 feet in, in, in the summer with my two kids and when it was 110 degrees in Arizona, I went up to Flagstaff. I went up to the, the tallest peak in this part of the con- in this part of the country, the San Francisco peaks. We we hiked to twelve thousand feet, and there was snow yeah. in July in Arizona. When you go up that, that's high, how high snow. we were, and it was snow in the in the uh, in the mountains in wow. July when it was a hundred and something degrees in Phoenix. Hey, get time for at twelve thousand feet, it's still freezing up there, or at least cold enough for that snowpack to not melt. Have, so I've I love doing that in, stuff. Uh, yell, uh, Yosemite, I've hiked up to uh, all sorts of areas. Have I'm you like- hiked to Wissahick and Creek? No. <laughs> Steve, you hiked the lakes down in South Philly? Steven, the, Steven that's Sutter. the only greenery I've been at. <laughs> Steven Sutter on Facebook goes, what was in the backpack at Frankfurt? I said, my will. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> like, what I'm saying I've is about camped. hiking. You no? never went to a tent? No, never. I've never even I don't do tents. I don't oh do tents. Oh, my God. You ever go down the lakes when you grew up? Yes. There? That I've gone down the make out with chicks in the yes. car there? Okay. Yes. And have Tony the cops taught, got my, yes. Tony yes. taught me a word that I'd never heard before that I find, I, I can't even believe that you guys actually used to call it this. Seriously. What is Should it? I even say it? Yeah, what is it? Like it's so nasty. What is it? He used to say that they used to play. Oh, not that. I, Don't say I, that. I, Don't say I, that. I, no. What was it? Say it. Now it's I have to say podcast, it. It's a podcast, Robin. Say it. Go ahead. Now I have to say it. What was it? Because you told it to me. Spill it. They used to play Stink Finger. <laughs> yeah, in the car, of course. You could go all the way back then. Because <laughs> the cops would come with the flashlights. Right. That was in a more pure, simpler time. Four arms like Popeye homes. The legs are actually that. open. You know, they're not open anymore. The legs are closed. I know. Yeah, they have what they yeah. bar. They, bar, yeah. they put it in the They used to be down. open, yeah. Yeah. Like you could go from 15th and Locust at G Wiz with Baritz, Club Baritz, and then go right to the lakes. <laughs> go to the lakes. And then be there for sunrise. Exactly right. Now they close it down. You know why? Because the people, the Phillies fans, all go park there, and they don't want anybody parking yes. overnight. They don't even want anybody I parking. Believe, I any- never would have suspected that you're a camper. I, I didn't start camp. I didn't do when I grew up here. I didn't do. I didn't know how to swim. We didn't have swimming. We would go to the little crappy swimming pools here. I never learned how to swim. I never traveled. It wasn't until I became like a teenager and started traveling 
Because from birth to when I was a teenager, I didn't do anything with my life. I just listened <laughs> to the radio. Oh, it got you somewhere. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was obsessed with. But I didn't start traveling and doing all kinds of crazy stuff and learning about the world until I was a teenager. See, I love to travel. Oh, I do too. But I don't like, I like cities. I love cities. So you're, not, you're, so you're not about like the countryside and the landscape? No, I mean, listen, if I'm in Tuscany, I'm... Well, Tuscany is right. Tuscany, man. Right. I mean, come you're on. You're going to right. drink with so that, right? You're not going to turn that down, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. But I... But you're I, gonna I, go on the, when you're in France, like I do, you're going to go yes. through all the different... Right. Yes. It's not like you're Why, going to like Glen Olden or Ben Salem or something. You're not going to drag your kids to the mountains of Indonesia and doing all that like my mother did to me. She went to the mountains of Indonesia? That's amazing. My mom, I mean, like... Robin's been everywhere. If you hear the stories of what my mother uh where my mother brought me when i was under the age of five even uh you'd be amazed like i mean i've and the things that i've eaten see that's awesome have you well, eaten I, balut have you ever had balut no balut's balut, like the fertilized egg of a of a duck it's a duck egg that's it's been partially fertil- fertilized partly, partially fertilized and then allowed so so it's been allowed to develop where it just starts to form little feet and little beak. Oh. But it's still runny. Oh. It's still not complete. And then they... It's nasty. Um, and then oh, they, that's bad. Then they bury it in uh, dirt for a while so that it starts to uh, cook. But it's still runny and still a little bit crunchy. Oh. And then you open the top and you drink out the juices and slurp it down. You're not an uh, Andrew Zimmerman guy. You don't watch all. I, lo- I, lo- I love Andrew Zimmerman. Yeah, he's great. And the I thing love. about Balut- I'm a Bourdain. Like fr- I, oh, love I love Bourdain Anthony Bourdain too. The thing about Balut is that it smells like it smells oh. like a rotten egg. Because oh. it is. I've been everywhere, man. But I would not. I would not take away any of the experiences that I've had, though. Like I look at everything oh, that I've done. I've been and everywhere. Robin should write a book lucky. with her travels. I mean, she's been in Imelda Marcos' closet. That's true. That's true? Yes. How did that come to, to pass? <laughs> well, it was in the Philippines. My mother was a uh, young... She had, she had graduated. She was doing her PhD in anthropological uh, linguistics. And her <laughs> professor was over there doing this study on what they thought was a Stone Age tribe. It was the Tassadai. Wow. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She's the most fascinating woman I've ever met. Wow, that's awesome. And, and um, the person that was, the, the, the professor that was supposed to be over there doing the linguistics suddenly got sick, couldn't show up. So her professor said, my graduate student happens to be in the Philippines already. She can fill in. She's fantastic. She's doing her PhD. So she filled in for this woman and got to do all this. And there was this huge hoopla about it because it was on uh, they, the Marcos, like, uh, he uh, took over all this ground, this forest that was owned by loggers. And so people were, there was lawsuits and all this stuff because they were like, there's no way this is real. This is all fake. You know, you're just trying to take over the land. And anyway, um, Marcus invited, there was a huge party after it was determined that, yes, indeed, this was true and real. And so my mother brought me along as a little four-year-old, and I clearly remember going into Imelda Marcus's closet and seeing all the shoes. Oh, my God, that's incredible. And that's why I'm a shoe whore. There you go. She walked in. Describe (laughs) when you walk, you know the story about Imelda Marcus's shoe closet, right? It's legendary. Yeah, 20,000 shoes. So what happens? You walk in. So I, I, this is, well, I mean, obviously it's a four-year-old mind, but I, I remember being led up into a big 
like a bedroom. I see the now bed. This is, a, this is the palace now, it's right? A palace. It's Marcos's it's palace. Maya. And and they there's these huge doors, and so she says, um, "Well, I'll give you a tour." And I just remember the doors opening like this, and then as you walk into her closet, these banks of lights turned on, like. As you walked in, it was like chunk, 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 like lights. Oh and then all of a sudden, there were rows and rows and rows of shoes. And they're just gorgeous shoes in all different colors. And I just remember just like mouth open thinking, wow. Awesome. Yep, that's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> and so, so now uh, Robin became a shoe whore at an early age. <laughs> yep. And Tony, like, I'm like, Tony, you cannot, you can't give me shit about it. Because it's ingrained. It's like becoming a cowboy fan in Philadelphia at age four. Pretty much. <laughs> Bad parenting. Exactly right, Tony. Exactly. You're a shoegazy. A shoegazy. <laughs> a shoegazy. <laughs> I, love, I like shoegazy better than shoehorn. Yeah, shoehorn is a Shoegazy rough, is good. I like that. Is so, that over? Or is the show over? Yeah, right? oh, we are so we're like oh, nine. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe? I keep it flew by, by like, like that, that man. Look at Andy, look at Gargano's oh, face right now. Go. He's in shock right now. We're all, see, we can do whatever we want. Anything else? By you the way, to by talk the way, about? just really, really, really quick, because I was laughing about it at that time. There was a bunch of people that when they heard that you were coming on the show, they were like, "Oh my gosh, oh my god!" And I was thinking, like, if this were a show, the first thing I'm like. Too bad that you don't go by Tony as well, because then it could have been T and T. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm like, ah, that's kind of old. And then I started laughing, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's even better. It's better. TNA. It's TNA. Man. Who doesn't like a little Everybody TNA? Everybody loves TNA. And the IRS, you know, they Except allow, the they allow for TNA, right? right? No, TNE. TNE. They allow for TNE, not TNA. You know, it's funny because I've always been Tony. My mom still calls me Anthony. Yeah. My son, AJ, I call him AJ. He's Anthony Joseph's but junior. But his wife calls so him Anthony. Anthony. I call him AJ, but he doesn't like Tony. So, you know, at, yeah. Sh at Sharky so my father's Tony. I'm Anthony. My little guy's little aunt. You know, exactly. It, it, It'll be interesting what he wants to be called as he grows up. Yeah. Because he's not going to want to be called a little Ant anymore. No, no. He'll be, I, I think he'll be Ant. Like, he'll be like, I told him, yeah. Just straight Ant. Just straight Ant. Ant. There's Ant Needers. Yeah. Ant, whatever he wants. But we were always Ant. I was always Ant or Antony. And Luigi wanted up. to know where Bo comes from now. Bo? Well, yeah. Bo is just a derivative of cuz. It's the same thing. Okay. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the from same the same thing. tree. Yeah, it's exactly. It's another warm greeting. What's up, Bo? Oh, people are, people are <laughs> upset. Is it B-O like, or B-E-A-U? B-O. B-O is Bo. Yeah. People are upset. Steven Sutter says, what? No extra innings tonight? When extra innings? Well, I'll tell you. Listen. I, I'm I'm gonna be shamelessly beg. So anytime you want me to come back, I'm here. See, Anthony's used to doing four hours, man. This is an amateur hour. Like, for I, like, I, I love like I love, I can hang here, and drink wine, and talk all day long. Like I really I enjoy it. Well, you have to get out to the way, show, Robin. Timmy Galligan's over here going, Luigi, send me my prize. You still have to send him his Patriot Harbor cruise that he won. You didn't send it to him. No, Robin? it's been three goddamn weeks. This kid's blowing my phone up now. Damn it! I got him upstairs. I just saw him. It's my, send it I'm, out I'm easily accessible. We'll That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem, man. You know what we'll mean? send it out in the morning. I guarantee. I'll send it out with my contempt uh, by a citation awful. that I have to I, send out in the morning. I'm which is another so story bad. for another podcast. Yeah, exactly, All right. Yeah. We won't get into that. Today. No, we will not. Tony. We'll get into other things though. But we thank everybody. We want to thank um, uh, Joycaster. Well, Joy, because I have Joycaster on in my screen, but it is actually called Switchboard.Live. For those of you who have a business who want to be able to stream um, without using up 
as much bandwidth, go to switchboard.live. You can stream to up to, we I do. think, All 10 of our or video 15 streams go to one place to switchboard.live, and then they send it out. So because we, before, when we would try to do more than one video stream through our through our Wi-Fi, we're not even Wi-Fi, we're hardwired. Yep, we couldn't get, there wasn't enough bandwidth. So that's what they do. They take, you can send multiple sources right to them, and then awesome. they get it out there oh, so fantastic. everybody can see it. Yeah. When we go on remote, we do live shows. It's, it's so much better, man. Oh, Absolutely. wow, that's really yep. cool. This is what's, your, what's your next uh, remote? Well, we just got approached for a couple, yeah, couple so new we'll ones. If anybody so. wants us to come out, Anthony will come out. I'm in. I'll definitely come out. We can come to your place, yeah. hang out, have some wine. You got to have wine, water. And, and, and Suprasad. Well, you need a lot of water to rush out of oh, damn Suprasad. <laughs> and charcuterie. <laughs> or no, I don't like it's it. Charcuterie. The black pig. And throw the in a little bit pig. of chocolate and then you're happy. I need some dark chocolate, at least 75% cacao. Cacao. Look. 65. I'll settle like for 60. Yeah, the cacao. 65% cacao you, minimum. Like the, the nuts, the almonds? Oh, I love the almonds. I like, yeah. the, I like the, the hazelnuts in there too, man. Oh, yeah. What are the one? The Ferrara Rochers. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. those. Tarone, even though it's a little... Uh, have you had Tarone? Yes. What else do we like, Rob? M&M's, peanuts, no plain. No plain. Gotta have I agree. I'm a, I'm a peanut man. I can't a, eat M&M's Regular M&M's, M&M's are just the, like the yeah. junk. My the favorite junk. one is this, the Swiss, the triangle. Um, now I can't. Of course. It's got to be some Swiss Miss. Oh, golly gee willikers. I can't think of it right now. How do you like that instead of the F word? Golly gee willikers. <laughs> Jeez. Mama Bruno would, would be a... Yeah, she'd be happy. She'd love that. Uh, she would not call you Tom a desgraziade. Oh, to, oh, Toblerone. Toblerone is my yeah. favorite. Oh, sure. With Those a are nougat. good, too. Yeah, they yeah. are good. Anything Italian is good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Toblerone, actually, that could be either Swiss or Italian. That's depending correct. Yeah, that's they're that's the correct. Alps. Yeah, I was yeah. watching a guy making uh, Toroni on... Uh, <laughs> On uh, Maria Esposito, you ever watch that yeah, show? Yeah, 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 She's yeah, the best. Ciao Italia, yeah, and then yeah, of course yeah. we watch uh, Lydia, Lydia Bastianich. Love Lydia. Yeah. Love Lydia. Tutti a tavola e mangiare. By the way, I w- we got to give our love to Dennis Taylor, who gives a shout out, saying, "I got to say, as always, best two hours of the week. I always enjoy, and I'm saddened when it's over." Um, getting a lot of love here from so many people. Marcet, thank you, Toblerone. I did remember it at the last minute. <laughs> Uh, my drive was disconnected. Okay. Well, reconnected. <laughs> we want to thank everybody for listening tonight. We want to thank Anthony L. Gargano. Absolutely. Oh, I'll, I'll, give him a li- I'll give him a live one. I'll give him a live one. Give thank him a you, live one. Thanks for coming. Great to meet you, Luigi. You too, brother. So you, went to ball, you were really in the meat locker as they put Bobby last night. Yes, he was. Yes. Thank you. He was a You said he had mistakes two nights in a row. Oh, my God. These steaks were... Like gigantic, it was the size of Brontosaurus. A- yes, <laughs> Brontosaurus. Side. These steaks were like unbelievable. He does. He always does things a little bit bigger. Yes, yes. he does. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, Luigi yeah. didn't even come to the party. Uh, and I'm the only one to get sick. So how about that? Yeah, no. No, not everybody got sick. I didn't get sick from the pork. Apparently, the pork. Did turns you get sick people. that night? I did. See. Oh. You see oh that? Oh my God! See Just that? a little stomach thing, right? Just yes. Yeah, yeah, As Apollo yeah. Creed once said, "Be a thinker, not a stinker." Tony. Oh my God! Yes. yes. Well, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. I just thought it was I was a ra- just, just a, a random right. occurrence <laughs> that you got sick. Yes. <laughs> All right, we, we got to wrap this. Anthony thing up, L. Gargano at uh, Miss Robin Austin. Follow her on Twitter at Luigi Curto twenty two and at Tony Bruno Show again. Thanks for everybody for checking in tonight. We'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Don't text and drive. Don't drink and drive. And God bless America. It's a beautiful country. We'll see you next week. Don't cuss.
You're listening to The Tony Bruno Show. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Come back soon. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time. Each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward. Building a stronger future. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders. Encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance.